0: you're listening to the electronic media collective podcast network yeah it's a mouthful for more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy visit electronicmediacollective.com and now our feature
1: presentation the following program is rated tv LSV. it contains strong language sexual situations violence and nudity it is intended only for mature audiences about the acting career of Hulk Hogan. You may have seen him in Rocky 3. You may have seen No Holds Barred. We bet you've never seen The Dozens and dozens of shitty movies he made after that. But we're going to talk about them all right here on the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power Hour. So what you going to do when the Retro Renegades talk Hulk Hogan with you? <coughs> Brother Hey there, what's going on? Welcome back to a, another wonderful episode of the Retro Renegades Pop Culture Power. I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. And uh, we're back with you. Sorry we missed last week. Had uh, some things come up that uh, that required our attention. <laughs> yeah, we had no control of. Yeah. Things beyond our control. And these things happen sometimes, and we do apologize. But, uh, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. It does. But uh, everything's better now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's good. You know, before we get into... Uh, What's going on with us? We do have to say something about the last episode. Um, a little redaction, if you will, a correction in our information. So, we talked, you remember, we talked about Exposed, the uh, Secrets Pro Wrestling. Yeah, yes. And we had said that Adam Pierce from WWE television was a part of that. Well, I had the opportunity to do a little QA with Adam Pierce. It wasn't like. A, a sit down interview or anything it was just he put on Facebook if you ask questions if they're not too stupid I'll answer them yeah but if he gets like three really dumb questions he's done and most of them are about if they ask about what's going on on current television that he can't talk about yeah like when are you going to take the build off Roman Reigns or, you know and he'll just post a picture of Picard like holding his hand in his head oh yeah you know like where he puts his hand up to his head I would have sent him a picture of Kanye going uh, just shaking his head well, it's he always cut because he says three Picards and you're out. Yeah. So if it, if three people send him pictures that he feels are bad enough that he has to post a Picard, he's done. So I had a chance to ask. I said, you know, we just recently uh, revisited the secrets of pro wrestling exposed. Do you have any uh, memories or any comments that you'd like to share about that? What he shared was. I was never a part of that. IMDb has it wrong. Yeah. And that he has tried unsuccessfully to get his name erased from it. So, I apologized for bringing it up. I shared that I had also had some difficulty getting some things fixed on IMDb, but I was able to do it eventually. So, I would try to get get this righted. He Basically, said, I've been trying for 20 years. Yeah, good luck. Let me know how it goes. Within a week, I had that son of a bitch erased. Nice. When, um, using the fact that we researched it for the show, that was it our show or was it Leg Sweep? It was this show. Oh, shit. we meant we talked about it. See, it's been a long week for me. Yeah, we we talked about it with the, the TV specials. Oh, that's right. That's right. We and did. uh, so it was this show. And I just listened to that episode. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, so, it's been a very, long week for me. It know. has. So I, uh, it was. <laughs> I'm stupid. I used the fact that we researched it for this show, and that we broadcasted incorrect information because of them. Did you send them the link to the show? No. What the fuck? I did send them screenshots because they denied me the first time. And they said, if you can provide more information, we'd appreciate it. So I just screenshotted the conversation from Adam Pierce's verified Facebook. Yeah. His page. His wall, you know, his page. I screenshotted that little blurb of the conversation, and I sent him a picture of it. And they usually take about two to three days to approve it. Mm -hmm. Less than 24 hours later, they sent me a thing back saying, we approved it. Nice. And he was gone. So I did email him. I told him I got it erased, and his reaction was, capital letters, thank you, it took 20 years, but justice is finally served. I'm sure that listing, that incorrect listing probably haunted him. Oh, yeah. Because he's a professional wrestler, and he's out there exposing the secrets. Um, It probably haunted him in his career, and... I know it bothered him because he said it pisses me off. Yeah, and I'm like, hey man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to piss you off. I just want to set the record straight. So I want to set the record straight here. Don't know if he'll ever even hear it, but you guys will hear it. We screwed I mean, if up. Know him? Yeah, yeah. Let him know. Yeah, I mean, I let him know, but let him know where you that we did this little redaction. I'll even, you know, maybe send him a, a another thing saying, hey, we did this yeah. redaction because. I don't want to put false information out there if at all possible. And our research that we what little bit of research we do, <laughs> our research did show, you know, from the only source we could get it from that he was a part of it. Yeah. And not only were we incorrect, but we also corrected the problem. And yeah, we, uh, we don't want to put false information out there that we don't know about. Right. Right. We 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 want to try to give you the most factual information. And now anyone else that happens to research the secrets of pro wrestling exposed won't have that false information. So, as a... basically like an apology to him, we got it corrected. Yes. So it's fixed. Sorry. Sorry about that, Uh, Mr. Pierce. Very nice man, by the way. With with any interaction I've had, extremely nice guy. Uh, Made me appreciate not only his on-screen, what he does on TV right now, Yeah. but... Also, if you ever get the chance, he was an NWA champion. He was, um, and the guy is a damn fine wrestler. So, you know, if you guys get a chance, go back and check out Adam Pierce, and uh, you know, we just putting out there, we we'll admit when we're wrong. Oh yeah. So that that it's was not an, often. It's really not often. Yeah, we we try not to be wrong often, but uh, when when our research leads us awry, we'll correct it if we can correct the research. We'll yeah. Which we got that done. So there's that. You know, not to toot our own horn, but toot toot motherfucker. Toot, toot toot motherfucker. Yeah. Toot, toot. I I did what he couldn't do in 20 years. <laughs> I did it in less than a week, which he was very impressed by. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, actually. So, what's been going on? <laughs> you talk about. You go into into whatever you want. You know, I know that there's been there were some some issues that went on. Yeah, um, some personal issues. Personal that, issues, and we don't have to get into that. Yeah, we t- that's all been taken care of. Yeah, everybody's better. Yep. Yeah, which is good. I'm glad you hear Other than that, been working. Yeah. Um, Did a couple restorations this week. and Your restorations are amazing. Now, without giving away the secrets, talk about that a little bit. Because well, um, there are some secrets that, I, I, and I would almost think with, I know how what you do. Yeah. I would almost think if someone didn't know what they were doing, they could screw up their vintage toy well see that's the thing is i didn't know what i was doing but but you did on your own shit yeah you figured it out um well i um, without giving away my secrets i basically took let's say i worked on the thunder tank from thundercats this week right and got that to looking where it looked like it just came out of the box yeah that thing looks sharp uh i think the stormtroopers you did the, you look at the before and after pictures? Those things are night and day. Holy shit. And then the Transformers I've done, they look brand new. Yeah, they're amazing. And those are the terracotta ones. Those aren't the actual Transformer brand or Hasbro brand ones. These are the ones from Japan. So I didn't, I didn't realize there was, you know, the, I didn't know that there was a difference in the two. I just, I was like, okay, well maybe the label came off for the oh, Transformer logo. Yeah. Well, it wasn't until I cleaned it off till I, could, till I got it back where it needed to be to where I can see the terracotta name on the on the back. Oh wow. Yeah. So it like had some grime built oh, yeah. up in there. And so our sponsor, Slime Pit Customs and Restoration. Has had a name change. Yes they have. Yeah Slime Pit Customs and Restoration. If you guys are interested in getting vintage Toys restored, let us know. We'll, we'll see what we can do. See what we can do about it. I'm working on a uh one of my humanoids. Inhumanoids. Yes. It, yeah, you had that thing, like, in a pot. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you hungry? It, yeah, he, he, it's, got, it's like this, this giant monster in a pot. And he's like, are you hungry? And I said, oh, you're having ogre ball stew. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> well, the thing is, it was whoever, uh, when I bought it from Flint, but whoever he got it from or years before that, and it had broke. huh and so somebody tr- looked like they took wood glue and tried to glue it all back together. Oh, yeah. Glue the outside instead of the, the, the uh, prongs on the inside. Yep. So I took it all apart, heated it up under in, in hot water so I could pull it apart easy. Okay. Um, so I got it all taken apart and then I did my other shit to make it look better than it was. Cleaned right. it up a little bit. And now I've um, sanded down so a lot of that wood glue that was on there. I got to replace the the prongs on the inside, and I've got to heat it up again with a heat gun, so everything matches. Okay. Because every a lot of the shit, like the shoulders, yeah. and the tail, the tail. I finally got the tail back to where it matches. Nice. Because it was about almost a half an inch off. Wow. Cause they'd heat it up; it looked like it was just deformed. I hate it when I'm a half inch off. I I'm 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 there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> At least a half inch off. Yeah. Well, I would go with the half inch. <laughs> but the shoulders don't line up anymore, and so I've got to do some work. It's going to take me a little while to get that one. And my heat gun broke yesterday, so... Damn. I, I do, again, want to stress. You have done some research on how to do this process. So, because I don't want somebody throwing their vintage Star Wars, you know, toys, trying to do a restoration on them, fucking them up and saying... God damn you, retro renegades! I know. You know. Don't do this. Don't do this unless you know what you're doing. Unless you know what you're doing, uh, you have done the research and you have done some trial and error on your own personal things. Yeah, there was so, no. There was hardly any error. Well, surprisingly, surprisingly, yeah. But I mean, you know what works. So, uh, you know, I don't want anybody trying this on their own and screwing up something vintage. Leave it to somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, and call. Slime Pit Customs, and restoration. See, I I did, that was a good plug. Thanks. Yeah, they're they're a damn fine sponsor. They are a damn fine sponsor. They don't pay anything, but they're a damn fine sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, any, anything else that you've done? This this is two weeks now we have to, to speak of, I believe. Um, no, we're only really a week behind because I took a week off. Yeah, because you know. I had well, issues. we had so we had last week and this week because we record. Oh yeah, so yeah, we are so two weeks we we're behind. 2 weeks behind. Shit. Yeah. We had a show 2 weeks ago. Yeah. So, we have we have last week that we would have recorded, yep. that we would have spoken about things that and we then, did, and then this week. I said, the week before, I don't remember what I did the week before. You know, I don't remember a lot. Did we do anything? No. <laughs> I don't think so. We don't I, think I, I went to a wrestling show. Oh yeah, you did that. I, we got wrestling next week. Yeah. On Thursday. Yeah. Um which would actually be this week, if they're listening this yeah. week. We, Which would be past tense. Yeah, we went was, to wrestling. It was yesterday, then. Yeah, it was. It would be yesterday, but we won't talk about it until next week. That's right. That we did. It's fucking, I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know what? I. It's been a damn long week. Yeah, it has. Uh, Let me think about what the hell has gone on. You went to a concert. I went to a show last night, yeah. I saw... Uh, I don't even know how to describe these bands. I, I believe that they're called, um, Gutter Billy. Yeah. It's, um, I've also heard it called folk punk. I've heard folk punk. Um, but folk punk does not cover one of the bands very well. So I, I saw th- three acts. Um, one I had never heard of, but they were fantastic. They did a lot of cover songs, a lot of folksy cover songs. Uh, they were called, they called themselves the burrow and the witch. Uh, it was just two people that were in other bands. They started doing little projects together. And then they, all, all of a sudden they got this little duet act that they do. Yeah. And so they had to come up with a name. So their actual names were on the bill. I don't even remember their real names. But they said, we officially call ourselves the Burrow and the Witch. The Burrow and the Witch. Or the Witch and the Burrow. But I don't remember which. Was that uh, a book? Yeah. in the, in the Wardrobe and yeah. Narnia. Yeah. Yeah, it's about a donkey and a, a witch and a closet and a uh, magical land. With hobbits. Yes. So you don't have the fucking hobbits, dude? They 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 hurt me when I was younger. <laughs> oh, yeah. they, they traumatized me. <laughs> so I but the, the band that I went to see, um, a band that I interviewed like 15 years ago, and they actually remembered it. The goddamn Gallows. The goddamn Gallows. I love that band. Uh, Very, very happy that I got a a t-shirt from them that I've been trying to buy for at least 10 years. Oh, shit. But they've always been out of fat guy sizes on their website. Yeah. So I went up and I said, do you have that shirt in a fat guy size? They go, how fat do you need? And I said, well, me. And he goes, well, I've got it up to 4X. Oh sweet! And I said, "Well, I only need two, two X." <laughs> but it's uh, it's a cool shirt. And on the back, it has the title of one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yeah, y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. Oh, it's fucking awesome! So it's a shirt that I'm not going to be able to wear anywhere. You know, I'll have to really, uh, really be careful where I wear it because it on the back in big red letters it says, "Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus." You know what? That's a shirt you wear to church, or just not go to church. That's what I do. <laughs> Um, I, uh, and then the Bridge City Sinners, which are a great band. Yeah, so the Goddamn Gallows are more what I would call gutterbilly. They're very hard edged. Yeah. They're very, you know, almost like thrashy punk, hardcore punk, folk punk, hardcore folk thrash punk. Maybe? I don't know. That's a the thing. They're great. They're, they're great. Um, if you ever get a chance to check out their album called Seven Devils, that's the one that just made me go nuts over these guys. It's awesome. So I saw them. And then the Bridge City Centers, uh, I've seen them now uh, three times this year, three yeah. times in the last like four months. What would you classify them as? Folk punk. Folk punk. Um, they're, they're very, very piratey. Bu- bluegrassy, pirate. Uh, they're almost like uh, in the vein of like a flogging Molly uh ish yeah no drummer though Oh, that's right they don't have a they drummer. don't have a drummer so it's uh they have a washboard and no they they don't have a washboard either i thought they had a washboard no I thought, no I thought that's that's what she plays well, she plays the ukulele she, she plays is. like this little banjo oh, yeah. thing like a it's like a mix between a ukulele a banjo and a mandolin almost um but they have a banjo in their band they have a guitar a a fiddle uh, and a uh, upright bass. Oh no shit. Yeah, yeah, five piece band. Really really uh really fun band. I mean we we, we I danced. Oh no shit. And I don't dance. And she's really hot, too. Yeah, she is. All tattooed up. Like, tattoos on her face. Um, the whole I mean both of these bands very very raw, very they're there's fun. They they're just it's a fun double bill. If you get a chance to check them out, they're on tour right now together. Go. So. Um also in that this past couple weeks, I celebrated Nine Years Sober. You did. Congratulations, man. Yeah, thank you. It pretty fucking awesome, actually. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was nice. Um, I don't think we've had a chance to talk about that. I'm no, we show. haven't. Um yeah. And in just in sharing that, uh, I have gotten a couple of people that I'm now kind of talking through sobering up, yeah, which is pretty cool, you know, nine years in, and, and it still takes me back to when I was drinking, you know, that just the feelings when I start talking to people, I'm like, yeah, it kind of reminds me of why I did it, you yeah. know. And to see them at day one and having them check in with me and saying, hey, uh, the, the the one, and the one, I don't even know her. I know her from online. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. and she contacted me and uh, she checked in and she said I'm I said how you know when, when did you quit drinking and she told me and then she's all said sudden. I said I want you to keep track of your hours yeah and she got a hold of me at one point and she said I'm, I'm 40, 40 hours sober and I said 40 hours that's a work week she's like no shit it is yeah and so when I started relating it to her in terms that she could get pretty soon She said, hey, I I think I'm a hundred hours sober. I go, a hundred? A hundred? I said, so you don't want to trade that in, you know, and start back at zero. And she goes, yeah. She goes, I really don't. I said, think of it if it was a dollar. And you've got a dollar for every hour. You're at a hundred bucks. Would you trade a hundred bucks in for zero to start drinking? She's like, no. Fuck no. I said, these hours are more precious. Yeah. Well, uh, as of yesterday, she was at a week. Nice. And... Still plugging away, which I'm very proud, you know, very proud of that. And, uh, you know, that's just the kind of thing, not to get too preachy into the, 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 the you know, sobering up shit, because I don't like that either. I don't like the preachy part of it, but you do have to give it away to keep it. Yeah. So uh, I try to help people out because it's probably the greatest gift that I was given. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, and I got my my coin. (laughs) That was, I I went back to my AA meeting because I'm like, I just want to go back and let these guys know that helped me out. I want to say thank you to them and let them know. So I went to two different meetings last week. And the first one was a giant meeting. And when I walked in and sat down, these guys are looking at me like, and they're shaking my hand. They go, you made it back. Well, when they say you made it back, that means you went out drinking again and you're back. And I said, yeah, I made it back. And they're like, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. And then, when it was time to announce the birthdays, I said, now, you know, they, they went through, who's, you know, who's one week, who's got this, who's got 30, you know, 90 days, 30 days, and all that, and they built up to a year, and then they said, who's got an annual? I was the only one with an annual, it was nine years. And the, then, all the shock faces that looked at me like, holy shit, you went out drinking and came back, they looked at me again, they're like, holy shit, you didn't go out drinking, and they were even happier. And I thanked them, and all that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a little embarrassing. I don't go to a lot of meetings. Um, not, not anything against anybody has to. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, <laughs> and then we're going to get done with this. But uh, at the end, they say a prayer. And it's the, the Lord's Prayer, I think. I, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, but I'm not a religious person. That That's the one thing that, that I didn't really get into with the meetings and all that. I'm just not a religious person. So, as a an honor, they said, hey, Mikey, why don't you lead us out? And I realized at that point, I have no fucking clue what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> and so I look at this guy across the aisle from me, and he goes, they want you to lead us out and start the prayer. And I go. You just start walking out the door. I just looked at him, and I go, what the fuck am I supposed to say? And he goes, uh. Put him on the spot. He couldn't think of it either. Yeah. So we're in silence. And then I remembered what I was supposed to say and I started it and I, then everybody else took, you, know, you just say the first couple words and everybody else takes it. Oh, nice. And so I said the first couple words and then I don't say it. And so I said the first couple words and I went over to that guy and I go, sorry, I said, I haven't been to a meeting in years. Yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, what? So said, I haven't been to a meeting in years. And I said, and I'm not religious? I couldn't remember what the fuck I was supposed to say. That's fucking funny. Then I went to the uh, the, the smaller meeting where I actually did officially sober up. Yeah. And I thanked those guys. Very small meetings, small town. And somehow, I don't know how the fuck they did it, but I, I, I announced that. I didn't notice anybody get up from the table and go anywhere. And all of a sudden, they throw this nine-year coin in, in front of me. And I'm like, the hell did that come from? But I got one. I haven't gotten a, a coin in like four years. So that was kind of cool to have. It's just a little memento, you know, yeah. to, to remind you. But uh, yeah, so that, that was my big news of the last couple weeks. I'm not going to tell you what my shit was now. What was your shit? Nothing, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, man. I mean, that's... You, nobody can beat that, dude. Well, it, it... I'm not looking for anybody to beat it. It's just... It's a personal accomplishment yeah. that I'm pretty proud of, you know? Because uh, I was a fucking mess. You know that. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, you were right with me. Um, I remember my wife used to tell me... Or tell you that she's glad you quit drinking because yeah. I would have probably end up dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because nobody could hang with me when I was drinking. No. I was a... I was an idiot. And we partied. We did party. Back in the day. So yeah, that's I mean that's the, the back thirties. Yeah, yeah. I I sobered up when I was thirty six years old. Um So uh it saved my life. So that's yeah, that's enough of that. Uh I'm trying to think I don't think there's I mean, there's been stuff that's gone on, but nothing really that I can remember at the moment. No, I mean it's There's been a kind of a crazy just Busy two weeks of bullshit. It really has. It's been just a crazy couple weeks, and I'm glad that that it's better. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Um, another little highlight we have. Mike, motherfucking fantastic. He call. He left us a voicemail. Sweet. So let, let's play that here.
0: Boys, be disappointed no more. It's your boy Mike Fantastic from the Rush Leg Sweep hollering at you. Um, I just wanted to say uh, you guys had a great show. Uh, spring It was Springfield Canyon that Homer jumped over, not the Grand Canyon. Gabriel Carteris is the leader of SAG now. Um, shout out to the Perfect Strangers. Here's a little song for you. When you rolling out the dough, just make sure you roll it slow. If you roll the dough too quick, that baby bob can make you sick. When you put the filling in, just make sure you wear a grin. When you smile at what you bake, baby bob can turn out swell. Again, great work, boys. Shout out to Larry Appleton and Balky Bartakamus. Love you, bye. So
1: there it was. That was fucking great. Yeah. I love Mike. Yeah, my fantastic. Was, he did correct us. It was the Springfield Gorge. Yep, and uh, uh, Gabrielle Carteris. Yes, um, leader of the uh, Screen Actors Guild now. So apparently that uh, that uh, blacklisting didn't last very long. No, um, and a little musical number of the uh, the Bibi Bobka song. That was that was like my favorite part of the whole thing. The the, the singing. Yes. Yeah, he's a he's a talented dude. If I, you know, we should just get Mike to sing that every week, or sing something. We should have him sing something to yes. us every week. I think that'd be fun. Songs by Mike. Yeah, fantastic songs by Mike. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Mike, fantastic. He's uh, he's working on a new album. Oh yeah, yeah, Mike, fantastic. Um, on the uh, Cutthroat Productions. So, That's a great company. Yeah. So the the uh, company owned by uh, by by Comatose. Comatose. Yeah, Sam from the Russian Lake Sweep is our good buddy too. Yeah. There are brothers in Pod, our Pod brothers, our Pod brothers. The Russian leg sweep. So, uh, fun things going on over there. Oh yeah, yeah. We we just interviewed. Uh, they De- do they do a live show now. Yeah, yeah. They're it's, in the AEW. Well, we we do. Uh, they the, Mike and Sam do the uh, AEW on Wednesdays. Um, tonight we're gonna do a a watch along with the AEW pay per view that'll be on. I'm gonna have to try it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to turn that on. Um, or tune into our, our Twitch. Yeah, yeah, check that out. Turn into their, their Twitch channel. The Twitch channel, which is live from Studio C. I love I love getting on there because they never know it's me. Right. Until I say it's me. Right. They're like, "Who the hell is a toy collector?" Um. <laughs> we uh, we recently did a, a yesterday actually, which would would be like in, two weeks ago in this airs. Yeah. Uh, we 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 interviewed did a live interview in studio with. Uh, WWF superstar Mantar and uh, very good interview. I mean, he uh, he told some good stories, and he's a local boy, he's from Omaha here. And actually, uh, there it it was a good, um, positive, uplifting tale. I mean, there was some good stuff, so uh, check that out if you uh, if you're so inclined, if you're a wrestling fan. And uh, there's that. I you know what I forgot you guys were doing that so I didn't listen. Well, it's on YouTube now. It is. And yesterday I slept most of the day because it was raining. Yeah. And I was just tired from the week. Oh yeah, I'm sure. And I was just like, you know what I I not Oh, you think I had any caffeine yesterday? I don't. Turn, wow. I didn't, turn on, I didn't turn on any lights wow. until like later that evening. <laughs> Damn. You were d- down for the count. Oh, dude. It, I was like, I I went to bed early, woke up, and I was like. Just kind of hanging out, and I looked at my daughter. I said, "Shut, sure, I'm going go to <laughs> go take a nap. I just woke like, up. I'm going to go take a nap. I've had I, days like that, man. I was like, wake me up in an hour. She came upstairs woke me up. I was like, no, no. Another I hour. Said, I said, wake me up at 3.30. <laughs> because it was like 2. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, if, if you guys are uh, are wrestling fans, check out Russian Leg Sweep. On, U- your... on YouTube. Well, it's on YouTube. Twitch. Twitch, Instagram, or, it, yeah, they're on, and they're on TikTok, or the Electronic Media Collective, yes, which we're part of. We are, so uh, we, we've gone over that. You have heard the uh, little promo at the beginning. Check those out, those guys out. Great shows over there. I've been listening to a few of them and really enjoy some of the shows. Um, the one that I just just uh, dis- you know you know what they're they're on top of pushing out their shows. They do. They they make announcements boom, for every boom, episode. Boom. Um, for your distraction is a show that I was listening to, and those guys do a very good job. And I, you I, know, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to highlight just shows that I've listened to. I'm, I'm discovering the catalog. Yeah. Um. So I'm not saying you know it's they're better than any other show on there. I'm just saying it's one I listened to recently. Um. For your distraction is one that I listened to recently. Very very uh, entertaining, and also the '80s movie Graveyard. I've have started listening to them. I haven't got a chance to listen to an actual full episode. Dude. A lot Just, of fun. My they, schedule sucks. Those guys are good. So those are, are two shows from the network that I. Uh, I have a hard time listening to our show. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, check check them out. Check out all all kinds of entertainment, all kinds of pop culture, and pro wrestling uh, podcasts over there. Check them out. Psycho Sid. Psycho Sid's on there. The the, uh, uh, what is that called? Vicious Circle. Yeah, Vicious Circle. Yeah, the Vicious Circle podcast. Sid Vicious. Yes, Sid Vicious. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, EMC. Who who who? Oh oh oh, oh 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 So, um, speaking of pro wrestling, we're going to talk about... <laughs>
2: Is
1: that your 8-bit version? Yes. 8-bit version of, of the Hulk Hogan theme song. Real, Real American. Real American. Uh, we're going to talk about... His not his wrestling career, not his wrestling career, but his fantastic, amazing movie career, or just his movie career. It was it was a, it was excellent. Um, it was a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we 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 he had some great heish okayish movies. He did have a few okayish movies. Yeah. Um, and he was a part of some okayish. If you're a six-year-old kid, these are the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. I, I Some of them. Yeah. Um, there's uh, quite a few we're going to talk about. Uh, I think we'll take the first half to talk about like his movies in general that he did. The, the, he has a pretty lengthy um, resume of movies he was in. Yeah. One of them was a standout. We will talk about that the second half. Along with his TV stuff that he did in the second half. But this first half, we're just gonna kind of go over some of the stuff, other stuff that he did that may not get talked about, ever, ever again. Uh, yeah, ever again. <laughs> I mean, this may be the only time that there's been a, a retrospective of it. So, if you're a huge Hogan fan, this is your time. The, the, yeah, you're you're getting it right here. Um, kind of the first, uh, the first little appearance that he had was uh, very famously Rocky Three. Old Thunder Lips. Thunder Lips. Now, uh, Thunder. What happened, man? You got a little crazy out there. <laughs> oh God, here We're gonna start with the the <laughs> mediocre celebrity impressions already. <laughs> um, so, th- Thunder Lips, also known as the ultimate male or the ultimate object of desire. <laughs> I thought you had. A, I thought there was another one, like an Adonis, in there. Uh, there was. I don't remember what that one was. Yeah. Uh, the Golden Adonis, the maybe? The Golden Adonis. So, he is a wrestler who... He's a heel wrestler. Um, you know, the bad guy, for those of you that aren't hip on the wrestling lingo. He had a great fedora on, too. He had a... With a big feather in it. Yes. Uh, he was a, a heel professional wrestler that fought Rocky in a boxer versus wrestler exhibition that was for charity. Now, like you said, you know, he went a little, he went a little hard, went a little rough. Um, Was't in the movie very long? No, just a couple minutes. I think it was at the very beginning, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, but he went into business for himself, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the movie and uh, decided to make an example out of the box of Rocky by overpowering him by, by actually hitting him. By throwing him into the front row. Yep, I remember that. And uh, Rocky choked him. Because <laughs> he took the gloves off. Yeah, he took the gloves off, and, and Rocky went for it. This role, you know, Hogan wanted to do the role, and uh, I believe it was Vince McMahon Sr. was like, no, I don't want you to do it. Yeah, Vince McMahon Sr. wanted him to dye his hair red. And B, he, he liked... Ethnic wrestlers. He had Bruno San Martino for the Italians. Yep. He had Pedro Morales for he the Puerto Ricans. He wanted Hogan to Puerto be Irish. He wanted, Hogan is an Irish surname. Yeah. So he wanted Hogan to be Irish and dye his hair red. And Hogan was like, nope. He wanted to go make this movie. So he left WWF. I, was w, I, I don't know if it was still WWWF. Worldwide, yeah. Worldwide Wrestling Federation. Or if it had changed to just WWF at the time, but he left Vincent McMahon senior to go make this movie. Yeah, um, Hulk Hogan was also a heel at the time. Oh yeah, he, that's how he started. He started out as a bad guy in wrestling. He wrestled for uh, for Vern Gagne at AWA. Um it, it, it may have been Vern that didn't want him to wrestle or to make the movie. One of them did not want to make the movie, and he left. Yeah, uh, but he was Sterling Golden as the heel. Then he was the uh the mighty Hulk Hogan. And he had that beautiful um kind of fur bikini of chest hair that made a V down his belly. I've never seen Hogan with chest hair. Oh my god, you have to see this. Oh my god. Yeah I'm looking Yeah through. look it up. He uh yeah he had like uh, was that the seventies? Uh seventies or early eighties. The Mighty Hulk Hogan? Or look up Sterling Golden. I'm just gonna look that up. Because yeah, he Freddie Blassie was his manager. It just a beautiful, beautiful chest hair, bikini looking thing that he had. Are you finding it yet? I'm looking. That is not that. That's the wrong sterling. So while you're looking for that, I'll. Oh, oh my god! Oh, you got it. It's a T. Yes. It's, it's like it looks it's, like a tornado. <laughs> a tornado of chest hair. A lovely tornado of chest Look hair. Look at that shit. Oh, I know. I've seen it oh many, many times. Oh, my God, dude. So, uh, at some point, he he waxed that off. Um, he what? He waxed that off. what Can you say that again? He waxed off. Okay, okay. His chest hair was waxed off. Um, oh, my God. And he got this part, uh, I believe... That, uh... He was billed in Rocky Three as Hulk Hogan, though. Yes. Yes, he was Hulk Hogan at that time. Um, I believe that, uh... That is great. I'm just gonna say... Wrestling journalist Bill Apter was the one that recommended Hogan to Sylvester Stallone. Really? Yes, Bill Apter. Recent inductee into the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Class of 2022. Yeah. Just announced. Um, so, uh... Hogan went off, did that, wanting to make movies. And what it did is it put him in an even bigger limelight. And then he went back to wrestling. Yep. And eventually, they say that Rocky III is what gave Hulkamania its birth. Really? Because it put him in that, that limelight. It got eyes on him that hadn't been on him because wrestling was still very much territorial at the time. So people nationwide and worldwide had not really seen it. Hogan had wrestled in Japan. He had wrestled all over the country, but there were a lot of people that did not know who he was. If you were not a wrestling fan, you had no clue who Hulk Hogan was. No. Um, this movie put him in uh, on the big screen, and people were like, Jesus Christ, who is that giant I'm wrestler? saving this. That's going to be your screensaver, isn't it? No, this is going to be on our, for our... When we do the introduce the show for next week, <laughs> <laughs> I had to find it because there's a YouTube video about this. Ah, okay, this character. Um, so Rocky Three. What that is that? Is just the greatest picture ever. Rocky Three. He was also uh, in Rocky Three with uh, with Mr. T. He was. So they didn't have any scenes together. They didn't have any scenes together, but but I'm sure that they probably interacted because they're both pretty. Uh, Although they weren't in a lot of scenes in the, in this particular movie, um, they had pretty uh, pretty big roles as far as you know, it was oh my God, look at that guy. yeah oh my God, look at that guy. They were very noticeable in this movie. Uh, and that would have led them to you know like the WrestleMania. And the. That was uh, WrestleMania 3? WrestleMania 1? That was the first one. Wow. Very first one uh, was uh, Hogan and Mr. T. So, and that was. Rocky 3 came out in 82. I believe WrestleMania was like 85. So, yeah, that, that would definitely be where they met up and all that. Um,. And we'll get into more Hogan Mr. T in the second half because yeah. there's, there's more interaction. But uh, Mr. T was in the first two WrestleManias. Yeah, he was. Um, he was uh, in WrestleMania 1, he was Hulk Hogan's tag team partner. And in WrestleMania 2, he boxed Rowdy Roddy Piper. Did Piper beat him? Uh, he hit him with a stool. That sounds like Piper. That's yeah, he, I like Piper. he he hit him with a chair and got disqualified, body slammed him and got disqualified because it was a boxing match. That was wasn't a wrestling match. It was not a wrestling match, and he 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 hit him with a chair. So I mean, with a wooden stool. So he actually cheated if it was a wrestling match too. Yeah, but this uh, was a stool match. Yeah, it was not. A st- we, yeah, st- we 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 are not gonna get into stool matches. Huh? He didn't hit him with a. It was a it was a stool match. It was not a stool sample. <laughs> So there we go with our poop talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, poop. <laughs> we haven't had one yet. Yeah, we 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 haven't had a poop talk in a couple weeks, other than me not being able to poop because of those enchiladas. I don't know how you couldn't poop because of enchiladas. Cheese. Man. Oh yeah, that's a lot of cheese. Oh, you know, you know what I, uh, you know what I made last week? What more enchiladas? Sweet. Yeah. I want to make enchiladas now, dude. That oh, was, I, well, I made more of the crab way. meat enchiladas; they were so good. Oh, nice! And I, I perfected it a little bit. They were, they were just the right amount of spice to them. Nice. And I, I perfected how to season them, and, damn, they were good. I'm gonna try this with with uh, with chicken because oh, I think it'd be fantastic. That sounds good. But, uh, but yeah, so, Rocky three was kind of Hulk Hogan's uh, breakout in the, in the movies. Yeah. Um, probably his best movie he ever did. Uh, well, one of them. I, I think yeah, I, guess, I think know. that other one is, is probably the, the, the most notable one, um, but it was a very good role for him and brought to light something that had been going on for a while. There were um, boxer versus wrestling matches previous to this. Oh, no shit. Um, Muhammad Ali and uh, Antonio Inoki yeah. in Japan. They had a, a great uh, match or series of matches. I, I, it might have only been one. And then, uh, very famously, uh, Chuck Webner and Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. Now, Chuck Webner, we've talked about before, because Chuck Webner was actually the inspiration for the Rocky character. Yeah. So, he was a little pissed about Rocky in general, so this kind of came full circle. They not only have now taken his story and made it into a movie, but they took... Something that's part of his story, the wrestler versus boxer, and put it into a, a movie. I mean? And so, I'm sure that pissed him off too. But You, you know, think he had a poly with him too. I don't know. Everybody needs a poly to cut him. Yeah, cut me, poly. Cut me, poly. <laughs> cut me, Polly. Cut me, Polly. So Rocky three. I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> No, that was Mickey that cut Mickey, him. Mickey cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Yeah, Paulie was uh, was Burgess Meredith. Yeah, the trainer. Um, he wasn't a trainer. He was just there. Well, he was a trainer. He he trained him. He helped him. Yeah. Um. But uh Yeah, and this was of course it was a Rocky movie. It was an all star cast. Maybe not for that time, but boy, ev- everybody that did oh, that movie, yeah. they I mean, there's there's not a lot of slouches in this. Uh, in this list, you know. So, after Rocky Three, there was another little movie that he did. It was a TV movie. And this was in 84. Uh, it's called Goldie and the Bears. And we don't have a lot of information on this because it's called a TV movie because it didn't turn into a TV series. Yeah. Uh, but... It didn't take off after the pilot. It really didn't. So this was a 60-minute pilot for a TV show that didn't ever happen. Uh, to my, to, From my research, it never happened. Yeah. But the synopsis of it is, uh, following the death of Red Hawkins, the beloved coach of the Chicago Bears football team, three players, team with Red's daughter, Goldie, a private detective who operates Hawkins investigation. This just sounds like a terrible show. Well, in the pilot episode, Goldie and her bears attempt to solve the mysterious death of a toy inventor. Um, but yeah, what from what we can find, this is the only episode of Goldie and the Bears. So this might be something worth worth checking out because um Goldie and the Bears let me let me jump on that because it had I think it had some other names in it. That we might recognize. Um, no, actually, it, it really didn't. It had Hulk Hogan, <laughs> Hulk Hogan, and uh, I'm sure some of these guys are probably football players or something. But uh, it really didn't didn't have any anybody of note other than Hulk Hogan as Goldie in m- the Bears. Hulk Hogan as Mac McKenna, one of the football players. <clears throat> He played one of the one of the the football players. So, uh, Goldie and the Bears M- might be something worth checking out. You know who the, this lady is? She was in. Let me see here. Hold on, I've seen her. Yeah, she was in the Great Outdoors movie. Oh, okay. She was the mom. Yeah, Stephanie Farsee. Yes, that's her name. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're going with. She's a hocus pocus also. Oh. Nice. And Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I've never heard of that. Yes, you have. Did we watch it? No, but I know you've seen it. Oh, yeah, I probably watched that. Yeah. Just by the yeah, just by looking at the you, uh, you, cover. You got to watch yeah, it. Yeah, that I, I actually I think I have seen that. Um I think that was like one of my Woke up early on a Sunday morning and like because has got Aubrey Plaza in it, dude. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Love her. Yeah, I, I love Aubrey Plaza. I like Anna Kendrick too, man. She's just yeah, super hot. I, I know Aubrey Plaza is, is so awkward. Yes, and I find I, I it's weird, but I find awkwardness very adorable. Mm-hmm. If it's socially awkward, I find it extremely adorable. It's got Adam Devine Who's actually from Omaha? He is from Omaha. Oh. Yes. Um, I'll tell you a story about him uh, after off the air. Okay. Uh, not necessarily about him, but related to him. I just don't want to get into it on here. No, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um. So sucks for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he he was in that uh uh, it yeah it yeah it he's crowd. Been a, he's been a bunch of shit. Yeah, but it crowd was like his uh, breakout I think so. series. So we're gonna jump around a little bit because there is there is a big movie, but we want to spend proper time with it and we're just going to kind of rush through these because we either haven't seen them or they're really not worth talking about yeah this one i have seen oh he's a workaholics that was that's workaholics that's, yeah. that's what it was yes um this one I've, i have seen don't really remember a lot about it i gotta get back to these but uh in in night we're gonna jump to 91 hogan you know he did some tv stuff but he kind of laid off of movies for a while but in 1991 he was in Suburban Commando. Yes, Suburban Commando, is which is a that's a good movie. Well, it, it, it's 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 not bad. It's goodish, goodish. Yeah. It's got Christopher Lloyd in it. Yeah, and Shelley Duvall. Yeah, which are great actors. Uh, it's a science fiction family comedy. Um, it was originally titled Urban Commando, and it was intended for Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But they decided to make twins instead. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> so when they opted out, New Line Cinema purchased it and put Hulk Hogan in the lead role. Um, so basically, uh, th- it's it, it, like like I said, it's it's a space thing, you know, science fiction. Uh, there is an interstellar warrior who's on a mission to capture uh, someone. Shep Rams. He's a vigilante. He's a, yes, and he's trying to capture a general, general suitor. And the the general has kidnapped. The president of this planet, and uh, it's just, it just one guy. Tur- the guy he was trying to capture turns into a reptilian creature. And Shep escapes, he blows up the ship, and he is too stressed out, so they decide that he needs to take a vacation. Yeah, that's right. He's stressed out because he could not save the president of this planet. So, they they send him to Earth for a vacation, or something. And Um, he rents out a house. He crash lands on Earth, and has to stay until his spaceship repairs itself, so... He doesn't know anything about Earth's customs. So he uh, he meets a mime, and he tries to save the mime from oh, his invisible right. box. Uh, and just basically kind of bounces around <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> he punches the mime in the face. Yes, because he <laughs> thinks there's a box around him. <laughs> get like an invisible shield around you. Hold on, I'll get you out of there. Um. So it, basically he, he kind of integrates himself into... Or tries to integrate himself into the Earthlings' customs. Yeah, but there are intergalactic bounty hunters after him. One of whom, famously played by the Undertaker. Yes, the Undertaker. Which and he, he had a child's voice. Yeah, the Undertaker. But he's not billed as the Undertaker in this. It's Mark Calloway. Yeah. Um. So another another famous uh, name in this wonderfully. A horrible movie. Actually, he was the only other wrestler in that movie too. Yeah, he was. I uh, oh, I remember Hogan's like, "No wonder you guys never talk." <laughs> so, I mean, okay, movie. It's a kids' movie. It's not a great film by any means. It's a, it's it, a know. kids' movie. It, it was. Uh, it was a commercial failure because it cost eleven million to make. Holy shit! And it only grossed like a little over eight million. Oh wow! Yeah, it total gross is only only like eight million. And How did Hogan become such a become a billionaire? Doing all these movies and wrestling. I don't know. Because I know when he got divorced, he went from a being a billionaire to a millionaire, or whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, there are some other things that happened. Uh, he he choked out uh, uh, talk show host Richard Beltzer oh no shit and cause he asked him if wrestling was real so he put him in a like a front face lock I remember that knocked him out knocked him out and when he let him go he hit his head and the guy sued him well that was back in the 80s though yeah so that that took a big chunk of his money yeah but this was like he was a billionaire when he got divorced oh yeah and his wife took half a, a good chunk of it yeah yeah um, and now his new wife is probably going to take some because they're getting divorced. They're getting now divorced him. as well. Yeah. So uh, Roger, which is why we're talking about Hogan because he's having a rough time. He is. He. He. Yeah. Yeah. We just he's having it. a rough life. He's. He's down in Florida. So we decided we'd give him shit, mixing him up, mixing it up with Ric Flair. Yeah, he's hanging out with Flair a lot. Uh, Hogan has a, a a beach shop and a restaurant and a bar down there. Yeah. So he's got like a a, a souvenir shop, a restaurant and a bar. And every, I wouldn't mind going to those. Well, every Monday, I want to go on a Monday. Because on Monday, Jimmy Hart hosts karaoke. Oh, that's gonna be great! Hulk Hogan and his daughter and his new girlfriend are often in attendance, and his his daughter has a singing career. Yeah, so she gets up and sings. And Ric Flair shows up regularly to sing and drink. Oh my god! And dance. Ric Flair just turned seventy three years old, I believe. And he just got divorced. And he just he's going through a divorce again. As well. Yeah, it's like his fifth or sixth divorce. I think it's the sixth. Um. And as we talked about on the Russian Lake Sweep last week, is rumored to be dating a 28-year-old woman. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do that because I can't stand people in their 20s. Well, his... uh, At least most of them. the, The rumors are based on photographs of them boarding a plane together. Yeah. Where she fixes his mask and straightens his shirt up. She could be somewhat of a caretaker. Or could be a caring friend or a girlfriend? I'm going to go with girlfriend. Because <laughs> it's like, more fun to think of it. <laughs> yeah, but Flair doesn't need a caretaker right now. If He, he needs something. But, so anyhow, um, <laughs> Roger Ebert, Good for him. Roger Ebert <laughs> says that Hogan's range is limited, uh, but not as limited as these movies that he's appeared in. Said that uh, his public image is, is aimed at children since there's a whole line of, of toys. His first movie that we'll talk about later was surprisingly violent, sexist, and blood-soaked. And now we have Suburban Commando, which really kind of gives him nothing to do. It's, it's a very flat... I think this was a, his second it. movie. It is the second movie, yeah. Um, they You know, they, different reviews said that the characters were likable, but there's really no reason to go see the movie because you know unless you're a big fan of Hogan and you want to see everything he's done yeah really no reason to see it uh, not very not very good co- continuity in the narrative uh, you know just basically not not a great movie by reviews and obviously the people spoke with their money and it was a commercial failure so. What do you do if you have a commercial failure? Make another one. You make Mr. Nanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mr. Nanny. The working title of this film was Rough Stuff. That was the working title? That was a working title of this movie. Oh, my God. This movie sees uh, Hulk Hogan playing Sean Armstrong, who is a former professional wrestler living in Palm Beach, Florida suffering from so it's a very far off version of yeah himself. they're really really stretching it here. stretching it yeah uh he's suffering from wrestlers wrestler days nightmares uh burt wilson who is played by sherman helmsley sherman helmsley sherman helmsley mr, oh, mr. Yeah. jefferson should we should we have a sherman Helmsley? we break? need to have one yeah let's have a little sherman helmsley break here ladies and
3: gentlemen mr sherman helmsley <laughs>
4: Okay, this guy was at home with his wife watching television when he decides to run out for a pack of cigarettes, right? So he drove to a bar for the cigarettes, and then he thought, what the heck, as long as I'm here, I might as well have a drink. So, as he orders his drink, he notices this young, gorgeous girl at the other end of the bar. But he thinks, oh, no, she's too young for me. So he's drinking, and suddenly the girl comes over and sits down right beside him. She says, "Hi, right, big guy, want to buy me a drink? <laughs> so... She buys her a drink, and they're drinking, and she says, listen, why don't we go over to my place so we can get to know each other better, right? So he drives over to her place, and pretty soon they're kissing and dancing, and fooling around a little, and next thing he knows, he wakes up on the sofa, and it's 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, he jumps up and he starts running around frantically, and the girl says, what's wrong? And he says, quick, do you have any baby powder? She says, yeah, it's in the bathroom. So he runs in the bathroom, gets the baby powder, and rubs it all over his hands, he drives home about 90 miles an hour. And sure enough, his wife is waiting for him. She knows she's got her hair and curlers and the rolling pin in her hand. <laughs> she says, all right, you bum, where you been? And the guy says, you won't believe this. But I went to get the cigarettes, and I had a drink, and I met this girl and we went to her apartment. And the next thing I knew, was 4 in the morning. And the wife says, oh, yeah? Show me your hands. So he holds out his hands, and she says, Just what I thought, you lying little rat! You've been bowling again.
1: And that was Sherman Helmsley. David Johnson's in it too. Who the hell's David Johnson? This guy. Oh, okay. He's an actor. He's a singer. Oh, okay. He's a singer. Um, how's he? What is his? His music group was called Buster Poindexter. Oh, Oh. hot, Hmm. hot, hot! Yeah. Yeah, like their only hit. Yeah. Yeah. See people dancing. Okay, so. They look like Twisted Sister almost. Yes. Yeah, they were very glammy and. They were cross-dressing before Twisted Sister did it. Yes. Um, Well, that's the New York Dolls. Whatever. Yeah, New York Dolls, great punk band. Same band. Yeah. Same people. Yep. Um, Buster Poindexter, he wore a tuxedo. He was like a lounge singer type thing, but he was a parody. Yeah. And he had a hit with Hot, Hot, Hot. So, side note, Honey Money, he's fucking funnier shit too. Flint, listen up. This is Honey Money. So I went on a cruise with uh, with my with my parents and my uncle. Yeah, and there were other people on the cruise, other family members. I think I had another aunt and uncle and some cousins that went, and maybe another aunt and uncle. I don't remember. There was a bunch of a bunch of family members that went, but I roomed with my uncle, and he was recently widowed at the time, and uh, just kind of not really, you know doing much yeah. and so we are like hey go on this cruise with us and you can room with me and we, how, how old were you at the time oh shit I was in my 20s okay um so we uh we went on this cruise and we proceeded just to go out and fucking party our asses off and we we were in uh I think this is the one this is the one where we went down the Mexican Riviera so Baja Mexico yeah and we went to one town I don't remember which town it was uh uh, fuck, I don't Cabo, I, Cabo Wabo we did go to Cabo this is not where the story took place but we did go to Cabo uh, we went to uh, Puerto Vallarta was the red rocker there he was there not when we were he wasn't awake when we were there oh. but his truck he had a little Toyota truck with the license plate red rocker and Cabo Wabo has a giant lighthouse that you can see all over the whole oh, no town shit. and he has an apartment in the top of that lighthouse oh fucking sweet from what they told us and we wander in this bar like it <laughs> like we're seeing He's he's like, well go wake his ass up that's what i did we wander in this bar at like uh at like 10 in the morning and they're like just taking the chairs down off the bar yeah. and we go wandering in there the, ba- the the stage is set up that a band had played and probably gonna play again that night yeah and uh i, I go you know walking in there bought a bottle of tequila as we walked in and then i started drinking I wanted some some Cabo Wabo tequila. So that's actually not bad. And uh, it very very smooth tequila. And I asked the uh, the bartender. I said, "Hey, is, is Sammy here?" And she said, "Oh yeah, he played last night. He's he's upstairs sleeping." I'm like, "Well, go tell him I'm here and wake his ass up. I want to meet him." <laughs> and she's like, "No, sir. We don't do that." Um, that's also oh, the place where don't I, you know who I am? Yeah, which. I'm, thinking, I'm sure Sammy here does not give me a rat's ask who I am <laughs> who the fuck are you I, I, I also I, I went I went, in the, I went in the bathroom there and there's like Van Halen memorabilia everywhere in this yeah. and I go in the bathroom and I'm standing at the urinal and I look up and there's a gold record of like uh, uh, OU-102 oh no shit hanging above the urinal and I was like oh OU-812 OU yeah OU-812 yeah and I'm I, I standing I'm like holy shit, look at that. And I reached up and just kind of grabbed it, and I pulled on it, and it came away from the wall a little bit. And I'm like, that motherfucker. And, I, and then I looked, and it was like bolted down really good. It just had some play in the bolt. And I'm like, Neh. And then as soon as, I, I don't know if they had an alarm on it or what, but I looked, and there's like bars on the window. There's no glass. And I'm like, this motherfucker would fit through those bars. I could drop it out there and grab it and go. And I, you know, I'm drunk. And I kind of grabbed it, and I'm like, I just wanted to look at it, you know? It made, I was just like, wow. That made yeah. me steal it. I, you know, I don't know what was going through my head. And I reached up and grabbed it, and I turn around and look, and there's like this dude comes walking in. He's like, Doing okay? Doing great. This is awesome. He's like, Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> I'm like, leave it the fuck alone. I thought you were going to tell me that there was a picture of Dave Lee Ross' face in the urinal or some shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have be been funny. But, uh, so, so back to the Buster Poindexter thing, uh, we were in, what I think it, I think we are like Matzatlan or something like that. And there's this really, there's like a bar there called Senior Frogs. It's been on. I've heard of that before. All the yeah. greatest bars on e, when yeah. e, E Channel would do the best bars. And uh, I actually saw our servers that, that oh, we, we sure. talked to were on that special. But uh, uh, I had told the servers. <laughs> we come in and they seated us. And it was just me and my uncle. I think another uncle and a cousin yeah. went into this bar. And so they got us a table. And they're coming around, they're, they're you know, they got the girls with the, the shot glasses, and they would sit you in a chair, they would pour the shot in your in your mouth, and then shake your head. And then shake your head and blow a whistle in your ear. So we were doing all that bullshit, all this touristy bullshit you do. I miss well, them doing that at Hooters, too. I walked over to uh, this, this server, you know, a young guy named Edgar. And I said, Edgar, do me a favor. And I gave him 10 bucks. So do me a favor. I said, Any time a group of girls comes in, Seat him at our table. He goes, "You got it." So anytime that you know, like two or three girls would come in, they'd bring him over and they would seat him at our table, and they would sit there for a minute and they'd be like, "What the fuck is there's there's all these open tables?" <laughs> and they'd be like, "What the fuck?" And, and, but every group, like small group of girls that came in, they'd bring them over and sit them next to me, and then they'd be like. This is fucking weird. And they go sit at a for table. Yeah. And I mean there, we were we thought it was funny. They thought it you know, the, the, the the servers thought it was hilarious. And I gave the guy ten bucks to do it. Yeah. And I uh, they had a soundtrack and DJ would play, but about every half hour to hour, they would play like uh all Lang Zion, the 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 New Year's song. And they would do a countdown and so like every Half hour. It was New Year's. Yeah, and people would go nuts, and they were playing salsa music and they were playing dance music. That's where I got out and I started dancing by myself. I was I was hammered, and I I always get told to sit down when I start doing that. So they they didn't give a shit. So I'm out there dancing, and I I do not know how to salsa dance, but I sure as fuck thought I did. You were you were the king of I the salsa. I was doing it, and. Then, then some of the like the 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 servers were coming over and dancing with me, and the uh, some of the girls come over and dancing with me, and like I said, I do not I do not know how to salsa dance, but I knew the most out of anybody that was dancing. Yeah. So one of the servers came over and she was dancing with me, and she, you know, so she said thank you very much. She goes, "You're a wonderful salsa dancer. How long have you been salsa dancing?" And I said, "Oh, about fifteen minutes." <laughs> <laughs> So when we left there, we, we, we got hammered. You didn't get one of the locals coming up and go, you're peachy gringos trying to steal our women. No, no, because they, they thought it was hilarious. Um, you know, they're probably like, look at that stupid fucking American. <laughs> and so uh, when, when we left, we were raising all kinds of hell. <laughs> and we leave, and we are going into a formal dinner for the, on the boat. And we're not in any shape to be in any formal setting. Oh god! And your parents are with you. My parents are with us, and so we're meeting yeah. them. They don't know what we've been doing all day. Oh, so they stayed on the boat. They well, they went and did touristy things like normal people do. Oh, and you guys just went. And got we just hammered. went and got oh, hammered. Okay. And I must have missed that. So well, I didn't mention it. Oh, so Let's see, I didn't know that. We 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 get back on uh, on the boat. Are we are still recording. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So we get back on the boat and. Oh, but your dad was. My, pissed. my Oh yeah. Yeah, he was fucking pissed. Um, my uh my uncle is just he's 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 really drunk and having a really good time. And all of a sudden he would just burst out into one of the songs that we heard at the club. He's like, you hear me rocking. Which which was Ole, 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 Ole. That's the only part of the song he knew. Yeah. So he would all of a sudden just like be happy and he just start dancing to himself and go ole, ole 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 and we did this on the taxi ride we're in like a golf cart the um, souped up golf cart that just was going faster than shit. yeah driving on the sidewalk driving it's like meep, meep. places where we weren't supposed to be driving and it was just going like a bat out of hell we're hanging off of it screaming ole, ole well we get back on the boat we go to the formal dining did you ever open your bank yeah okay, yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking. Been holding it. It. <laughs> um, and so we're we're driving down down the down the deal. We get on the boat, and did he drive up under the boat? He drove right up to the, the right up the <laughs> dock, dropped us off. He's like, "Which boat are you on?" We're like, "That one." And so he drove right up to it, jumped us off there because I don't think we could have made it. Yeah. And we get on the boat, and they were like, "Oh, you guys had fun." We're like, "Ah, oh, my uncle's over there." We go into the formal dining room oh god and they knew we were coming because we were singing (laughs) this is this is the dinner with the captain and everything this is the like the formal dining room where you you can't wear shorts we were all in shorts um they won't turn you away but you're you're supposed to dress decent and we we go with it (laughs) it wasn't the tuxedo formal night but it was formal dining yeah and we go in. We're ole 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 ole. I think I ate like ten plates of escargot that night. Um, oh god! I mean, we we just we we yeah we did it. Your up. Your gut was dying. But, yeah. Oh yeah. I got seasick that night. Oh fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that. Buster Poindexter to this day, if if uh, if we're talking, and I just look at my uncle and go, hey. Ole, ole! He's like, yeah, and, <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, that was so much fun, you know. But yeah, that's that's my Buster oh, story. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, that was a great honey money. Story. Oh yeah, yeah. That oh, it was so much fun. Thanks, Flint. Thank you, Flint. But so, uh, uh, Mr. Nanny. Yes. Um, so we keep getting sidetracked. And- so Hulk Hogan plays a former professional wrestler who uh, is hired to look after two mischievous children because their father. Is, is he a scientist or some shit? Yeah, he's not around a lot, so they hire Hulk Hogan to watch their kids, and their kids are little assholes, so they're constantly like tying up Hogan. Um, they put red red food dye in the uh, swimming pool. Um, they just they just are constantly doing shit, and Hogan has to get him back on track. Uh, there's a couple wrestlers in this. Yeah, there's a few. Um, Afa from the Wild Samoans. Yep. Brutus the fucking barber. Brutus Beefcake. Is he played it? himself. Well, that's about all he can play. George Animal Steele was in this playing himself. Yep. Jim the Anvil Nightheart as himself. And Kamala the Ugandan headhunter. Oh, fuck. Old Sugar Bear Harris. James Harris, that's his name. Yep. Kamala. So uh I thought it was Kamala Uganda giant. Well yeah, he he went under many different names. Um and he once uh he once ate a live chicken on He did. Yeah. Um on TV. And he bowled. Slick taught him how to bowl. Oh no shit. Yeah, Slick tried to reform him. So uh Mr. Nanny. Was, he passed away too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh super he was super nice when I watched him on his interviews. Yeah, oh yeah, great guy and could sing. Oh my god, the guy could sing. Uh, I was like I've never been to Come- I've never been to Uganda or Africa no I'm he, from Alabama he, uh, Missouri uh, <laughs> Mississippi. Mississippi he was a truck driver yeah he was a truck driver in Mississippi and, and uh, started wrestling and they're like you know what you're gonna be you're gonna be the Ugandan Giant yeah <laughs> <laughs> they painted a, a moon and some stars on his belly and he was off to the races that dude made a lot of money yes he did yeah Um, but yeah Uh, so yeah, Mr. Nanny I keep yeah, I keep getting sidetracked. Yeah, Mr. Nanny. Um gross four point three million at the box office. Poorly reviewed by critics. Of course. It has a six percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Three point eight rating. Yeah. By IMDB. Um The Los Angeles Times reviewed it by saying it was needlessly crass and lethally heavy handed. And um Uh, Some newspaper called the Desert News Which is out of Salt Lake City, Utah Said that uh, It's a silly kiddie flick that Retreads territory that was better covered By Mr. Mom and Home Alone And any number of clones The film was predictable And finds the comic mayhem Difficult to recommend for children So basically it's a kids movie That kids shouldn't watch Uh, Starring Hulk Hogan We watched it uh, yeah, I remember watching I remember it just being shit. Mm, what year did this come out? Ninety-what? Ninety-one? Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Ninety-three, so... So, I was... You were, like, 16, 17? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was 13, Yeah, maybe. I remember seeing it I was was almost, yeah, because I was, Hulk Hogan was in it. I was, yeah, I was just... I was almost 14 when this came out, so I probably... Yeah, I remember watching it, and don't remember... but I think I watched it once. That's about all you really need to watch it. So, um... Then we'll jump to, to 96. Hogan had just a, a small role in a movie called Spy Hard. Uh, mentioning this because uh, Leslie Nielsen starred. It was, a, it was a... Everything Leslie Nielsen touched was gold. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a like a parody of James Bond and the other spy and action flicks that were out at the time. Uh, Weirdo Yankovic sang the introduction song to it. Um... And this was written by uh, Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer, who went on to write scary movie, date movie, disaster movie, and meet the Spartans. So these guys were parody film writers. Oh, yeah. And this was one of their first. This was the first that they wrote. Um, this was a parody of Die Hard. Uh, it had a killer cast in it. Yeah, great cast, and, and like I said, Hogan had a, a small role as the tag team partner of Dick Steele, who was played by Leslie Nielsen. Mister T was in it. Ray Charles was in it as a bus driver. Pat Morata was in it. Pat Morita. Morita. That's Mister Miyagi, dude. Yeah, Fabio. Um, Joyce Brothers. Did, did you did you miss what I said? Probably. Ray Charles played the bus driver. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Alex Trebek was in this. Uh, Curtis Armstrong, Booger. Andy Griffith. Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman from uh, Weird Science. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Hills Have Eyes. Um, he's been a lot of shit, Devil's I mean. Rejects. Great. great he's a fucking nice guy, too. So, yeah, he, he was, was great when we met him. guy, yeah. So, I mean, just kind of a... Downtown Julie Brown was in this. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So, I mean, great, uh, great cast. Um... And I guess I remember seeing this. Kind of a fun the, movie. The nerd from um, the Beastie Boys video. Yes, was in this. Yes, he played the Rancor Guard. There's a fucking Rancor in this movie. Uh, I think there's a character named Rancor. Let's see, Rancor. I don't know, um, you know, it doesn't even pull up. It just says Rancor Guard. Rancor. He's a guard. Oh, okay. I think Rancor is uh, His name. Rancor is the agency that is the evil, the evil agency. Oh, that yeah. makes more sense. It would be cooler if there was an actual Rancor in this. Um, well, it's a general named Rancor, played by Andy Griffith. Is that who Andy Griffith? Was? Oh shit! Yeah, Andy Griffith was was Rancor. You can't be evil, Andy Griffith. Oh yeah, that's what makes it funny. And I remember this movie being a goofy, funny movie. Yeah. Um, it, uh, opened that weekend at number three behind Twister, which was, it was the third week of Twister and, uh, movie called Mission Impossible. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, with, uh, Tom, just play the damn clip. Okay. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Fucking Tom Cruise breaks. <laughs> so there was Tom Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> Corey's Corey's favorite actor, Tom Cruise. <laughs> Just play the fucking clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that was Tom Cruise there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it uh, didn't get good reviews. I, I wonder why. Just because it was. It made twenty seven million, dude. Yeah, but people just said it was goofy, and it. I think it was because it was the first of that style of movie. Yeah. Um, well, other than like the Naked Gun, well, which yeah. was a spoof of every well, police it, show. Yeah, and it was it it was the uh, continuation oh. of pol- the Files of Police story. Yeah, that was a TV show. Um, Leslie Nielsen. Oh, that was the Files of Police Squad. A police Squad, yes. Yeah. Um, Leslie Nielsen was just amazing. I, I, I loved everything he did. I've seen him in one movie that he was the bad guy in. And that, I think that was Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, Tales, uh, that was uh, Creepshow. Creep, yeah, Creepshow. Creepshow, he was a bad guy. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, don't call him Shirley, though. No, do not call him Shirley. No, he'll slap the shit out of you. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do a retrospective of Leslie Nielsen. Someday, oh, yeah, Because he was dude. awesome. But, yeah, Barry Bostwick was, I mean, it was just a great cast. But wasn't well-received. Hulk Hogan had a cameo, small role in it. So we'll move on. That's how Hulk Hogan's movie should be, his cameos. We'll move on to uh, to this one. The Secret Agent Club. Secret Agent, Agent Club. Club. Secret Agent Club. That's about enough of that. i <laughs> never seen this movie, but it was almost three hours long. 96, American spy action comedy starring Hulk Hogan. This is a Turner classic movie? Um, I don't think so. Uh, it's about a. should be. It's about a, a secret spy, played by Hulk Hogan, who steals a laser gun, and pretends it as a toy. But he gets in deep trouble when people find out that he, who he stole the gun from. Uh They. Uh, it, it's just basically a movie about them getting this gun back. His name is Ray Chase. Ray Chase is in the movie. Yes. Um and I'm not really seeing uh, Richard Malls in this. Barry Bostwick again? Haven't Barry Bostwick did a lot of movies together. I yeah, I believe they did. James Hong is in this. Oh, no shit. Yeah, we like James Hong. We do. But uh you know, as you as you look down the list, not a lot of great people in it and not really a lot about this movie. So, I mean, it looks like Hogan I want to know who he stole the gun from now. Well, probably, uh, probably uh, a shadow, which is the it looks like the uh, the evil organization in this film. There's really not a lot about this movie, but no. But I'm not. You know what? I think gonna, we're gonna watch it. Yeah, we're ha- we're yeah. gonna have to. Yeah, because out of all of them, I think this one looks like the one we'd like the best. So, Secret Agent Club. He was in that. He starred, starred in it. This is when this is when he shaved his mustache off. Yeah. So he has no mustache. Or this golden locks. No golden locks. He has a, a very short cropped hair. So, I remember on WCW when he was doing... Because he shaved his mustache off for another movie we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So, they, these had to have been back to back. Well, they were. They, they just started pumping out movies. Once, once he fell under the WCW umbrella and had Turner behind him, yeah. he started making these movies. And I don't think that they were necessarily Turner-backed. But it was something Turner could play on his show. Yeah. On his, on his network. Because um, I remember he, well, yeah, he he showed up and he, he was wearing the toupee and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. He had a toupee, uh, spiked hair. Yeah, it was horrible. And no mustache. So, Like, who's this old guy? Yeah, yeah. He just looked weird without yeah. a mustache. And hair. Yeah. So, it also in 96, he made a Christmas comedy film called Santa with Muscles. Goldberg did it better. Um, Goldberg was an amazing Santa Claus in Santa sleigh. Uh so in this he plays a conceited self-made millionaire who sells bodybuilding supplements and equipment to have his picture on him. One day he's recklessly playing paintball, and he's targeted by the police, so he's chased to a shopping mall, where he hides by putting on a Santa costume. <laughs> this movie didn't make sense. He slides on a garbage chute to escape the police and bangs his head, resulting in amnesia. Of course. So then uh, he is mistaken as the mall Santa. But he believes that he is the real Santa Claus. So uh, an evil scientist played by Ed Begley Jr. from St. Elsewhere. Oh, fuck. He tries to... uh, overtake Eboner's Frost. Eboner Frost. He uh, tries to take over an orphanage in order to gain access to these magical crystals that are underneath of it. And uh, so... <laughs> he oh believes that, uh, so, so Hogan's character, Blake Thorne, believes that being Santa has made him a better person. So, by golly, he goes to save the orphanage. And who the fuck comes up with these ideas? I Everybody who made know. these movies was high as shit. Mila Kunis is in this one. Mila Kunis. And Clint Howard. Clint Howard's great. I don't care. Clint anyone. Howard's amazing. I love Clint Howard. This had to been Mila Kunis's first movie. It had to be one of them. Um, this thing was only in theaters for two weeks. Oh, I wonder why. And in its two weeks, it made one hundred and twenty thousand nine hundred and thirty-two dollars. Uh the, the opening weekend. The total gross of the two-week run was twenty or two hundred and twenty thousand one hundred and eighty or ninety-eight dollars. I don't know how much it cost to make because it doesn't show that on it does not show that they probably said no we're not putting that on there people film critics shit all over this um they said that it actually helped out uh, arnold schwarzenegger's jingle all the way well that's a great movie it helped it out because it was so bad that it made it look fantastic and i uh, the flick philosopher review said it's a deeply awful comedy and believe me, it's even dumber than it sounds. Oh for fuck! So yeah, very negative reviews. Uh, it's number sixty-two of IMDb's bottom one hundred movies. It's listed as number forty-three out of the fifty worst children's <laughs> films by Total Film. Oh man! Virgin Media says it's it's on the list of worst Christmas movies. Uh, oh, it made her. Oh yeah, it was Millie Kunis's first. Yeah, it's a film, film debut. debut. Yeah was asked about it in two thousand eleven. She said I was too young to fully understand the importance of working with Hulk Hogan. I just thought he was a huge man while comparing him while comparing the film to the film to American Psycho Two, in which she co starred with William Shatner. So, uh it's like the best of the worst movies ever. Oh my God, dude. So Santa with muscles, if you're Looking for some it's, holiday it's fare. It's ranked third behind Santa Conquers the Martians. Dude. And, and the, Star Wars Hol- uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. It's behind those. Santa Conquers, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Um, you know, I, we both worked with the, the local TV horror host, yep. Dr. Sanguinary. We used to do a theater show. And one holiday season, we went on tour, local tour, of all these different theaters. And I think we did, like, uh, six or eight programs where we would do, like, a little stage act. Yeah. And we would play a movie. And Santa Claus Conquers the Martians was a movie we were playing. And uh, I am so sick. It's a horrible fucking movie. I was so sick of seeing that after doing six or eight shows. It's, like, unwatchable. It, like, makes me cringe. But I did get a t-shirt made of Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Oh, sweet and uh i wore it to a mick foley show when he did his spoken word because mick foley's a huge christmas fan yeah and i wore it and he loved it so i had one made for him i'm gonna give it to him I'm, uh, it he's coming back to town. yeah nick and i are gonna go see him and uh, wednesday next week oh no shit yeah nick and i are gonna go see him and i'm gonna give him his shirt that i've been holding on to for like two and a half years check this out um let's where to go uh fuck, i just lost it hold on oh Due to Hulk Hogan's starring role, the film has been featured on the website WrestleCrap. Yes. Which which acts as a hall of shame for the worst gimmicks and storylines in pro wrestling history. Yes. WrestleCrap's a great website. I have never heard of that website. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And this, this deserves to be there. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So let's move on. Now, we're going to go into a bunch of them that we have not seen, so we're going to blast through them because uh, there's not a lot of information on them. Um, I believe these are all Turner movies, because I got a lot of the information I have off of the Turner Classic Movies website. Uh, Assault on Devil's Island. Never I never heard of that one. Uh, Assault on Devil's Island. Let me see when that came out. It was, it was in this 90s binge of... Uh, 97, this one came out. So, uh, Assault on Devil's Island. When a gymnastics team is hijacked by a South American drug cartel in retaliation... For the arrest of a key drug lord retired navy seal mike mcbride and roy brown lead their special commando unit in a daring rescue which hogan played mike mcbride this is when he was listed as terry hulk hogan kind of going by a play on his real name terry bolea um never seen it sounds like a quick movie it's two hours long sounds like it was pumped out quickly and thrown on television or straight to video, probably. We got Shadow Warriors. or oh, okay, that is that's Assault on Devil's Island. Well, they did a second one. Shadow Warriors Two. Was Hogan in it? Yeah. I don't even have that one on here. Says it's in it. Says he's in it. Yeah, plays Mike McBride. Oh, Shadow Warriors Two: The Hunt for the The Hunt for the Death Merchant. Wow. Um. Here's another one that came out in 98. Uh, Mackenzie's Island. Mackenzie's Island. A former secret agent finds a treasure map and decides to find the loot, but he is not the only one. Uh, Sounds like a ripoff from McHale's Navy. Not a ton of information on this, but it does star Hulk Hogan, Grace Jones, and Robert Vaughn. So, there's that. Those two were other two were bored. Yeah, we're broke. Yeah. Uh, then we then we go to a a, a villain. He, he plays a villain in Three Ninjas. Yes. High gosh. Noon at Mega Mountain. This came out in '98. It's a martial arts film, the fourth and final installment of the Three Ninjas franchise. Uh, Hulk Hogan ruins movies. <laughs> yeah. So um, this uh, the three okay the Three Ninjas movies. Goofy, yeah, they were supposed to be. They're kid. They're 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 kung fu flicks for kids. You know what's funny is I can't even find that on this list of shit here. <laughs> we, that that's what that's where we go for our research is the list of shit. <laughs> <laughs> the list of shit. So, um, basically, uh, they uh, they're at like a a Six Flags type. Uh, Theme park called Mega Mountain, and they get into all kinds of hijinks, and uh, find that Hulk Hogan is uh, is the the one behind them all. Wasn't he like in charge of the place too? Uh, you know, I I Mega I, Mountain. I, I, I've never seen this I, movie. I I I've th- I think I've seen it. I think I was nineteen when this came out. Um, I I don't know, but it sounds horrible. I, I remember seeing some of the uh, the Three Ninjas movies. I've seen the first two. And it was probably you know, because my cousin was watching them or something. Uh, I remember this movie. I remember of it. But I do believe... I thought Hogan played the bad guy in it. But He was the bad guy. According to this, he's not. He plays Dave Dragon. And they said that Dave Dragon is the hero. Oh, shit. I thought he was a bad guy in this movie. Uh, so did I. It's got Lonnie Anderson in it. Oh, well, there. It's worth watching that. But... And Victor Wong. Victor, Victor Wong is good, too. I loved him in Big Trouble, Little China. So, uh, apparently, uh, we were wrong again. Hulk Hogan was not the villain. He played Dave Dragon, the hero. So, we were just a little bit wrong. Like well, he was a villain in WCW, and that's the only time I actually ever seen anything about this movie yeah, when he was when he was he was yelling at the the whoever the fuck was in the ring at the time. Yeah, talking about him being in Three Dragons, yeah, or Three Dinges. He's like, I'm in Hollywood right now. Yeah, he also was Hollywood Hogan. I'm doing these movies. I ain't got time to come wrestle you right now, Piper. Um, <coughs> he also in '98. <coughs> that's my Hogan voice now. I lost my voice. <coughs> <coughs> also in '98, he made the Ultimate Weapon. Mercenary Hardball Cutter discovers that the team he is working with is actually a group of IRA gunrunners. He decides to put a stop to their plans. Furious with Cutter, the gun, the gunrunners target him, his partner, and his family. The IRA would fuck Hulk Hogan up. Well, probably not in this movie. Um, Looking, uh, <coughs> Brutus Beefcake is in this one as well. That's because they're best friends. Yeah. Uh, but not a lot of big star power. Um, there is a guy named Ted Dylan that plays a character named Danzig. Only really notable thing that I see here. So the ultimate weapon, Glenn Danzig? No, just Danzig Oh. Uh, then we we go to um, assault on Death Mountain. 1999. yes, he's waited about 10 years to make a movie. Uh-huh. So this one's got to be good, right? This is... The original title is Shadow Warriors 2 Hunt for the Death Merchant. So So there. There it is. Pals, Mike, Roy, Hunter, and Derek, all ex-military, are now a bounty hunter team that also helps people in need. A woman whose rich ex kidnapped their kid, hires them. Also, a chemical web... uh, also, a chemical weapons expert who killed Mike's old team resurfaces. So, uh. Ron Reese is in this. It's, uh, yeah. Hulk Hogan? Shannon Tweed? Oh, shit. Oh, sh- Shannon Tweed's break. Well, related. Who's she married to? Fuck, I don't know anymore. Oh, Gene. Fuck him. He's a dick. <laughs> Gene Simmons' break. Do a Shannon Tweed break.
4: Gene Simmons on sex. Let's hear it. Do you like sex? Do you not like sex? hmm Do you like sex?
3: I, I, yeah. Food or sex? I know. Put whipped cream on me and be quiet, right? But really, food. I'd pick food. <laughs> Wouldn't you pick food? Can you have sex with food? <laughs> what would you eat then? Never mind.
0: If you have the equipment, then you can boom
4: boom
3: How did this become about what you have?
4: Oh, it's what you've got.
3: Oh, now we're talking. Yeah,
4: you have the
0: the round It's just, everything is round,
2: curvy.
3: i'm fat is that what you're saying
1: no, no you're so you're so your mind is
2: fat you have the fattest mind i know you go i don't like this and i'm like it. come on over here i'll show you. Hey, you come on bring that over here let me show you how to do it too much information
1: all right there was a uh, gene simmons shannon tweed um we can't do a shannon tweed break because we're not after dark yeah <laughs> yeah we had a little gene simmons shannon tweed break uh Thanks, Rex. Thanks, Rex. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you get charged more for having Shannon Tweed involved, but uh, Carl Weathers was also in this. Yeah, I'm trying to pull this up. I pulled up the cast and it doesn't even show half the cast. <laughs> Martin Cove. Martin Cove. Sensei Crease from The Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. He was in this. Um, yeah. Ken Kurtzinger. Ken Kurtzinger was uh I think I think my internet is wrong. I believe Ken Kurtzinger was uh, was one of the uh, Jasons or something. Was he? In Friday the thirteenth. I I believe. God, that's a terrible picture, dude. I believe he Look was. at that shit. So, Hold on. Ah damn it. Hold on a second. Fucking okay. Look at that. Oh yeah, he's holding two machine guns. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Ken Kurtzinger. <laughs> this looks like this. Lo- <laughs> this picture here looks like the uh, Kmart version of the Expendables. It really does. <laughs> it really does. Uh, yes, Ken Ken Kurtzinger was the stunt coordinator of one of my favorite Friday the Thirteenth, Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh, I thought I thought X was your favorite. I do like Jason X as well. But this, I this is in my top two. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but he, I believe that he, Ken Kurtzinger, did uh, he did stunts. Of course, we know that uh, that Kane Hodder was the uh, he was the the uh, Jason in that part eight. Yeah, he was. But God, I want to say Ken Kurtzinger was. Well, Lisa Lisa Sh- Shrage. Yeah, she was at prom night. Okay. Uh, Prom Night Two. She's a Canadian horror film actress. So Hello, Mary Lou. Prom Night Two. Um, she's been a bunch of shit. A lot of a lot of horror movies. Oh, oh, oh! You know, you know who? Uh, Ken Kurtzinger was Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. That's right. Yes. And there's a big, big to do about that. Uh, Kane Hodder goes into that in his book. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably pissed. Yeah, yeah, because he should have he he should have been uh, Jason. Yeah. Freddie versus Jason. Um, so there's that. Uh moving along. I was I was looking to see if Van Damme was in this by chance, but Hollywood Hogan played himself as an operative of Covenet in the Great movie, Muppets from Space. Oh, yeah. Hulk Hogan was in a Muppet movie. Muppets in from space. space. That was Pigs in Space. That was Pigs in Space, yeah. I should have just made a movie about that. Well, it would have been great. So, he had a cameo in that. Also, we didn't mention he had a cameo in uh, Gremlins 2. He had a cameo in Gremlins. He yelled at the Gremlins. He, well, he Yeah, because the Gremlins cut the, cut the film. Yeah and they broke the fourth wall and Hogan was sitting in a theater watching it and he jumped up and said listen here dudes you <laughs> fix this film now <laughs> and then you can hear the gremlins going sorry sorry <laughs> yeah. um, he played he had a cameo in the Goldbergs because it takes place in the 80s yeah uh, uh, he also in uh, 2009 <laughs> he was in Little Hercules in 3D oh yes um and this is tell me there's pictures about with this this is kind of ironic it'll be ironic after we talk about the next you know the 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 movie in the second half yeah he played a character named zeus in this one um a little foreshadowing as to what we're going to talk about in the second half uh also in this was the big show david naughton from a movie i just watched the other night uh american werewolf in london robin gibbons was in this elliot gould I mean, you're looking at an uh, all-star cast, as well as... Linda Hogan. Linda Hogan, Brooke Hogan, and Nick Hogan. So Hulk Hogan's entire damn family was in this. John Hurd was in this. Who? John Hurd. Hey, Who knows John Hurd? This guy. He's been in everything. He was the dad in Home Alone. Oh, okay. And Judd Nelson was in this as well. Judd Nelson's awesome. Yeah. The kid who played Little Hercules, yeah. remember that kid? He was always ripped and shitty. Yeah, the little team. bodybuilder kid? Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't do anything with weights anymore. I, I guess he, I was reading about it. His, his, his body is completely fucked up. Oh, I'm sure. From all the shit he did when he was little. Yeah, all that weightlifting and yeah. stuff. Yeah. This is him now. He still looks like he's in shape. He, he, well, not like he used to be. Well, no, no. He was like six years old and had a... Yeah, now he's like 20. Had a six-pack. I think he had an eight-pack. Yeah. Uh, So, Little Hercules, that... that He did have an eight-pack, little (laughs) shithead. So, uh, yeah, Little Hercules travels from Mount Olympus to live life as a mortal in Los Angeles. Oh, he's 29. He's from the Ukraine. This, uh... Oh. This sounds like a complete shit movie. Yeah, it looks like a shit movie. So, any uh, comments on the movies we talked about in this very long deep dive into... The film career of Hulk Hogan, no, part there's one. No, there's a picture of chubby Paul White. Yeah, there's a little Hercules and Big Show. Look how big Paul White was back then. Oh, he's still huge, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any comments on the, these movies? No, these movies were... Most of these movies were crap. They were. They were. Most of them were crap. So... And I don't know if Hogan thought he was making really good movies. I think Hogan thought he was making a paycheck. Yeah. He was making extra money. Um, And... He had the opportunity to do so because he was aligned with Ted Turner. Yeah. So I think Big Man wouldn't wouldn't have put up with that shit. No, no. Big man doesn't make shit movies. He makes actually okay movies. He makes decent movies. So Gosh, and I mean, even the one with the Miz was pretty good. The Marine Part two? Yeah. Three? Seven. He, they made a bunch of Marines. John Cena was in one of them. John Cena was in the first one. Ted DiBiase Jr. was in one he of was them. In the second one. Um I there was a female Marine. I don't remember which one that... I, I think there was. I don't know. But they talked about making it with somebody. I don't remember who. Who? They fired everybody. I know. But, so... Even the, the guy at the podcast, McMahon, announced that he was bringing in The Undertaker. Yeah. It's going to be in WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. He's like, we're going to give you a match. Yeah. Because we don't have enough space. Pat McAfee. Yeah. Yeah. Um He's actually entertaining, though. He is. I, I do like that guy. So... Yeah, uh, the the bulk of Hulk Hogan's movies, they appear to be crappy. Probably watchable just for the pure entertainment aspect of them being crap. Uh, But we're going to talk about, in the second half, a couple of decent things that he did, acting-wise. So, uh, what do you say we take a break? Yeah. We'll take a little break here, and uh, we'll come back with some, some better memories of Hulk Hogan's acting career. Did we talk about The Ultimate Weapon? We did. Okay. I'm just going through the list. Briefly. We talked about all of them. Briefly. (laughs) Yeah, briefly, because there there wasn't much on it. So we're going to take a break. We will be back.
0: And now, these messages. When it comes to intergalactic confrontation, no one can beat Chef Ramsay. Excellent work, Ramsay. What's next? Why don't you try relaxing? But now, he's about to land in a place even he isn't prepared for. Suburbia. Get to know the locals. Blend in. How do you know which ones are the right ones?
2: You have to squeeze it a bit. Wow. I found a good one.
0: Here, they have strange ways of fighting. You got any idea what we're gonna do to you? Let me guess. You're gonna pound my face. What are you, nuts? It's the 90s. We're gonna sue you. They have bizarre means of protection.
3: Back, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dangers he's never seen. My mom
2: could stay
0: on longer than that. And enemies he's never known. I hate suburbia. So you'd better not fake him out.
2: Must be a K-7 force field. I'll break you out of there.
0: Glad I could help. Or take him on. For Hulk Hogan, it's no game. It's war.
1: Do you belong to some kind of army? Or do you just go around doing good like some kind of superhero?
0: Hulk Hogan. Christopher Lloyd. I was frozen today! Suburban Commando. My cat. My cat. (laughs) Hulk Hogan portrays a sensitive guy. He's gentle with the kids and always willing to help the less fortunate. Has the Hulkster gone completely soft? Not if Zeus can help it. This is what people want. Hang on, Gorilla. The best is yet to come. The battle of the tough guys. It's Hulk Hogan and Zeus in a deathmatch with No Holds Barred. Premiering July 28th on Showtime. On my mark, and launch! Hulk Hogan is Hurricane Spencer. The hottest hero of the high seas. You shoot at me? Well, chew on this! He's got the boat. Thunder will lock in to anyone who fires a weapon at you. Thunder will lock in to anyone who even points a weapon at you. He's got no guts. He's got the girls. (sighs) And he's about to lose what he loves the most. You sunk everything you want into that boat. You're an hock over your eyes. Which is very high. Let's just say Spence is on the hook. All we gotta do is reel him in. But when a beautiful woman makes him an offer, he can't refuse. Let me get this straight. You're willing to pay me to marry you?
4: If you don't get the money, you lose your boat. If I don't get married... I lose my hotel.
0: This confirmed bachelor is forced to say, I do. And when the bad guys learn that the Hulkster's newfound family There it is. Right there. Right there. holds the key to a buried treasure. X marks the spot. Get the men, get the weapons. We're going ashore. Holy matrimony becomes an unholy mess. What?
2: together will make them really fall in love
0: now he's got the loot in front of him i just want to say i'm very excited (laughs) a ruthless businessman after him i'll prove that it was only a marriage of convenience and have you both arrested fraud the enemy behind him
2: oh yeah navy seal how about navy anchor
0: and his bride by his side you're supposed to be this great
2: commander. Do something.
0: Think you could take her with you when you leave? Ouch! Join Hulk Hogan as he proves once again <laughs> he's simply the best. Stop. Boom. Ha ha! Lennon. Carol Alt, Hulk Hogan, Whispering Fire. Good to me. You are the most
2: reckless, irresponsible, juvenile delinquent of a man I have ever met in my entire life.
0: Thunder in Paradise. You lose him?
2: I (laughs) lose him.
0: WrestleMania superstar Hulk Hogan returns to the screen in Thunder in Paradise, a high-spirited romp for the entire family to share. Hulk Hogan films mean mega-profits at the box office and on video. Suburban Commando sold over 130,000 units. No Holds Barred sold over 135,000 units. And this summer, Hulk Hogan stars in the major theatrical release, Mr. Nanny. Filled with super-special effects, colossal stunts and fabulous fun, Thunder in Paradise has all the elements of a runaway top renter. Along with Hulk Hogan, the film's all-star cast includes Chris Lemon of That's Life and Dad, gorgeous Carol Alt of Portfolio and Bye Bye Baby, along with Robin Weissman of Three Men and a Little Lady, Vidmark will back this movie with a $2 million marketing campaign delivering over 155 million gross impressions. This campaign includes a nationwide consumer tie-in with Fox Television's Fox Kids Club. Hulk Hogan will appear on a series of 30-second TV spots to promote his new film and to give away autographed posters through an on-air enter-to-win contest. Plus, ads for this video event will be seen in the Fox Kids Club magazine, Totally Kids, reaching over 5 million children ages 6 to 12. And here's big news for retailers. Each Thunder in Paradise 4-pack includes a specially designed water-resistant sports watch free from Bidmark. Order your pre-packs now, because this offer is good only on pre-packs ordered by August 10, 1993. To tell renters everywhere about the Hulkster's return to video, an attention-grabbing pop-out mobile is included with our six-page flyer. So get a grip, take off, and make a splash with everyone's favorite superhero. Join Hulk Hogan for Thunder in Paradise. The movie has an order date of September 7th and a street date of September 22nd.
2: He's wrestled the biggest. And the baddest. But now, he's about to face... What the heck was that? The toughest fight of all.
0: Kids. All you have to do is protect them. I hate kids. Just won't get rid of the last nanny. He brings home a bodyguard. I don't want anything to happen to Sean. What could possibly happen?
2: They're small...
4: your Blue Cross is paid
2: up. I can handle myself. They're me.
4: Electromagnetic. Oh.
2: And they've got the place wired.
4: It's only the voltage. You can't kill him. I think we're getting to him. I can't believe this fearless giant is cowering because of two little innocent children.
2: They would do anything to get rid of him
4: oops, tripwire and flower I've had it
2: and just when he thought it couldn't get any worse
0: real troubles showed up like the family I never had
2: and never wanted and left I'll feed us in. with the kids now he's got to bring them back because he's not just a babysitter he's Mr. Nanny I gotta admit, he's one tough mother I got a job to do and I'm doing it. You have to kiss Dolly. I don't kiss Dolly's. Kiss her. Don't tell anybody I did that. New Line Cinema presents Hulk Hogan. Both of you to the principal's office. Mayor, some things never change. As you've never seen him before. Keep the back straight. Make the arms a bow. Mr. Nanny. He's no more, Mr. Nice
0: Guy. Get that
1: pinky up.
0: I'll take care of this.
2: We have gremlins in the projection Could you help us? Gremlins? In this theater? Now? Okay, you guys, listen up. People pay good money to see this movie. When they go out to a theater, they want cold sodas, hot popcorn, and no monsters in the projection booth. Do I have to come up there myself? Do you think the Grimsters can stand up to the holster? Well, if I were you, I'd run the rest of Gremlins too, right now. Sorry, folks. It won't happen again.
0: Get ready for the thrill ride
4: of the year
0: the three ninjas are back
4: let's rock
0: teamed with the ultimate ally hulk hogan team Their they're power pack partners pumping with pure energy you want a piece of me come and get it Hogan, Lonnie Anderson, Jim Varney, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Let's have some fun. Standing by right now, the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Champ, Hulk Hogan. The first
2: thing I'd like to do is thank all my little teeny hulksters for going out and watching my brand new movie, No Holds Barred. But now, little Hulksters, grab all those big Hulkamaniacs around the house, drag them down to the movie theater, and show them how the Hulkster takes care of business the Hulk Hogan way in No Hole's Bard. But for all you Hulkamaniacs that haven't seen No Holds Bard yet, I'm making a list, and I'm checking it twice, and you better go see No Holds Bard. Otherwise, I'll body slam you when I see ya. Hulkamaniacs, what you gonna do when No Holds Bard runs wild on you?
1: And we're back. So. We're back. We did kind of a deep dive into, <laughs> into the movie career of Hulk Hogan. And. If you can call it that. Well, it was a deep dive. It was it was a deep dive. It was deep. But. You know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to dedicate the show. Who were we dedicating the show to? Mike. You were dedicating to Mike? We're going to dedicate this to Mike. Because so I heard he's a big Hulk Hogan fan. Mike Fantastic loves Hulk Hogan. I, I, I heard I that. Yeah. Huge fan. Huge fan of Hulk Hogan. Huge, huge fan. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure he's not going to appreciate that at all. <laughs> um, this is for you, Mike. So, Hogan did some other, you know, aside from his wrestling, because during most of this, he was still wrestling the whole time. Um, He'd make appearances in wrestling. Well, it, some of it, he was like the main star. He was the champ. Yeah. Uh, and he would do these appearances on movies and TV to accentuate that and bring the eyes of the general public to the wrestling product. Yeah, So, uh, he had a bunch of cameos on TV shows. He was on The Love Boat. uh, One episode in in 86. He was on two episodes of The A-Team. One in 85, one in 86. I remember one of them was just before Wrestlemania 2. Wrestlemania 2, very famous that it emanated from three different cities. Oh, it did. Yes, they had, they had three different shows. They had New York, they had L.A., and Chicago. Yep, I remember that. And so the main event in one of the cities was a battle royal that featured uh, NFL players, yep. former NFL players. And William the Refrigerator Perry from the Chicago Bears was one of the participants. Um, was Mongo in that? No, he was not. Uh, I heard he was a great football player. Mongo was. Mongo, yeah, he was a Chicago Bear. He was. He was on the uh, uh, Super Bowl team, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. T and Roddy Piper boxed in one of the events, and then this battle royal took place with Andre the Giant. Uh, winning eventually, Mm -hmm. but it had all these NFL players, including the refrigerator William Perry, and then Hulk Hogan in the L.A. show took on King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Well, to promote that, they got those three big draws together. They had, obviously, Mr. T on the A-team, Hulk Hogan guest starred, and the refrigerator William Perry was on one of these episodes. And I, I remember it was. And he was a G.I. Joe. Perry was a G.I. Joe, yes. One of three real human beings mm-hmm. to be a G.I. Joe it was Sergeant Slaughter, William Perry, and. Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper. Very rare figure. I've never seen it, dude. I've I've not seen it in person. I've seen many pictures. I I know of someone that has one. In town? No. Oh, no, 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 no. You can't go to their house and. In- no. Steal it? Yeah. No. No. We'll just borrow it. Yeah. We'll give it back eventually. We'll give it back. We just want to play with it. We just want to play with it. You know, you can have it back for a ransom. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to play with it. Like, ah, yeah. You know, uh, I am Cobra. We're gonna, what we're going to do here is uh, we're, we're going we're gonna to chew some bubble gum and we're, we're going to kick your ass. you imagine do. Roddy Piper working for Cobra? <laughs> but Roddy Piper was a good guy. I know, and GI Joe. But yeah, working but it'd, for Cobra. It could be like him and Bobby Heenan going at it. Yeah, with him and Cobra Commander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we're going to take over the world. Yeah, what we're going to do here is, <laughs> you, what you see. I, we're not going to take over the whole world. We're going to give him a little piece of it. Just a little piece of it. <laughs> that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I love his Santa Claus bit when go. Oh yeah, for, like, uh, that's one of my favorite ones of him and Heenan. Uh, and the, uh, the the Roddy Piper uh, Halloween bit where he's trying to steal the kids' candy. Yes, and he like he makes like chocolate covered bricks, <laughs> and so, so it knocks the bottom of their cake. <laughs> yes, but this isn't a Roddy Piper show. We've already done that. Uh, but no, they put they put William Perry, Mr. T, and Hulk Hogan in the A team in one episode. And all William Perry's thing was like Mr., uh, Hulk Hogan was part of the A team. He was helping them. Yeah, was he a- was he actually as Hulk Hogan? Uh, yes, okay. yes, and William Perry was actually William Perry, and <clears throat> I can remember that episode because it was right before WrestleMania 2, um, all William Perry's involvement was, is like he was at a doctor's appointment, and he was getting his foot looked at, Yeah, and like the bad guys that they were chasing ran through, and William Perry had to pull his foot back out of the way, and they ran between William Perry and the doctor, and they were like, whoa, And so he put his foot back out, and then here comes the A-team with Hulk Hogan, and he had to pull his foot back, and they ran through, and then Perry just like looks at the camera and grins, and he had that that gap gap tooth, tooth, and he just like looked at the camera and grinned. That's all he was in it. Hey, he was still in it, though. But he was still in it, and it was promotion for WrestleMania 2. And he probably made like 500 bucks. I bet he did. So, um, he was in the A-team a couple episodes. Uh, You already mentioned he was in the Goldbergs. Yep. Um, He was... On Dolly Parton had a show, and called Dolly, and he was on that. He was also in. Is that a talk show? Uh, I, I want to say it was. I want. I, I think it was like more of a variety. It was a variety show. Okay. So uh, kind of like uh, like a haw type thing. Yeah. But it was Dolly, and I can remember that. I uh, he was in a music video called "He's Got a Headlock on My Heart," and I've heard this. Song. You've seen these pictures because when Hogan did appearances with Dolly, he would wear a sleeveless tuxedo shirt with a black bow tie, but he was in the music video and that sleeveless tuxedo was part. He he like buried her. Okay. in, In this video, but he was on that. Um, was in a few other like little TV, just, you know, drop in roles. Nothing. Baywatch was one of them. Um, God, what else was he? he? He was in a few. He was in a lot of stuff in Florida because that's where he lived. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Walker Walker Texas Ranger. He was in that was in Texas. That was in Texas. Yes, that was it was Chuck Norris. Who's have the who, who has the most the better mustache? Well, it depends. Hogan if, or Chuck Norris? It depends on if Hogan had a mustache at the time. It's true. But uh you know, Chuck Norris has a beard mustache. I, I'm going to say Hogan had a better mustache. But Chuck Norris's beard would kick the shit yeah. out of Hulk Hogan's mustache. I like, I like the memes where they take Hogan's face and put it underneath his mustache. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just another face. It's another face with another mustache <laughs> with another face. Um, we didn't mention this, but he did voices in Nomeo and Juliet. He also did... Uh, he was also in American Dad, played himself. Yep, played and, himself in American Dad. But he was naked Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and he could fly. He also did some stuff for uh, Robot Chicken. Yep, he's done Robot Chicken voices. Um but he was in Space Ghost Coast to Coast I remember that was he yes and I wish we could find those I mean they're probably on the on YouTube I'm sure or, they're on the YouTube yeah on the YouTube's you the, the YouTube um, but that was a great show we need to do an episode about that but no Space Coast, just in general when he was in WCW and this was I believe prior to him turning heel and starting the NWO and this was on TNT this was on TNT It actually aired just after Monday Nitro. Yep. In 1994. Thunder in Paradise. Now, he was in... In 93, they made... Well, because he went heel in 96. Yes. In 93, they did make kind of a video-ish thing. I... called Thunder in Paradise. Uh, so it was like a, a movie, but it was like a, a sh- straight-to-video type thing. Yeah. and or it was made for TV or some shit. Yeah, a, something like that. But it, I remember seeing the movie. He was billed as Terry Hulk Hogan. He played R.J. Hurricane Spencer. He is a ex-Navy SEAL and confirmed Bachelor, struggling to make ends meet. In order to save his Super Bowl... Superboat Thunder and ultimately his business RJ Spencer is forced into a marriage of convenience with the snobby Megan Whitker. When Megan gets kidnapped it's up to Spencer and his partner Brew. Bro. Bra Brew? bro, Bro B-R-U. B-R-U. Bruh. Brew. Bru bro. That's why he says bro. Because I have a bro I Bru 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 Bru, Bru. I uh, Chris Lemon, Chris Lemon, please brew. Yeah, no, I was gonna say it was uh, probably Brew Tiss Beefcake. uh but it's up to him and Brew to save the day or risk losing everything. So that was like the. So p- wait, the show is named after the boat. Yes, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was. Like a made-for-TV movie-ish thing that served as the pilot for *Thunder in Paradise*, the series uh, was created by uh, the creators of *Baywatch*. Um, it premiered as a direct-to-video feature film. Then it ran for one season. Jimmy Hart was in this. It was canceled. Jimmy Hart was in everything. Jimmy Hart was—he was played. A, he played Jimmy. The reason it got canceled is because Hulk Hogan desired to return to professional wrestling and that he did not want to be a part of this show. So they broadcast it on the TNT cable network. Flash Gordon was the pilot in this. Oh, really? Yeah. Sam Jones. Flash Gordon, great guy. Sam Jones is a cool guy. Not according to Flint. Flint, remember? Yeah, Flint doesn't like him. <laughs> Flint does not like him. That's probably what just coked out Sam Jones, though. Yeah. That's, that's probably, probably uh, fresh off of his appearance on Ted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a good experience with, with Sam Jones. Really cool guy. Uh, so, the idea is, okay, so they have uh, this beachfront bar that whenever Hulk Hogan and his... Sting was in this. ...partner Brew go out on missions... I uh, the uh, a former model who runs the Scuttlebutt Bar and Grill watches after his daughter. Um, there's also a uh, uncle named Edward Whitaker who owns the beach resort and makes semi-regular appearances, primarily for comic relief. So yeah, Jimmy Hart was a part of it. Sting, under his real name, that's why I had to look. Steve Borden. I don't know who the hell this lady is. Heidi Mark. American model actress. You don't even have a picture. No, but she was Playboy's Playmate of the Month in uh, July of 1995. She so you know she was hot. Um And Kiki Shepard, who is best known as a co-host of Showtime at the Apollo, was in this. Yep. Um Yeah. Do you, okay, what do you remember about Thunder in Paradise? I remember watching it. This is when he didn't have a mustache. No, he did have the mustache in that. He shaved it in part for part of it. i seen. I remember well, he also had a uh, eye patch, because I remember in wrestling he had some. Um, I can't remember who the hell it was. It might have been. Uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, little guy, blonde hair, Kevin Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan threw salt in his eye. Yeah, and Kevin Sullivan was known for throwing fire as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he That's did. A little guy. <laughs> he was. He's very short. I bet him. He's very short. Um, probably about your size. Uh, so. <laughs> but then, so yeah, he wore the eye patch And so I thought that was just part of his stick For the show Yeah, And then all of a sudden, the eye patch is gone Because it didn't fit into the storyline yeah. anymore um, I was like, what the fuck? Where's the eye patch? I remember this being A fun adventure show To watch But it was kind of A shitty show It was campy It was very campy um, Thunder in Paradise I feel it was just Turner's way of keeping Hogan, taking him off the road. Yeah. Taking him out of wrestling for a while and doing something with him because he was under contract. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you're not going to wrestle for a while. Let's give you a break. He was burned out. Yeah. He needed a break. So, okay, you know what? You live in Clearwater. We're just going to film this next to your house. Right. And, you know, uh, they obviously. they probably kept the boat on his dock. Yeah, it was probably his boat. Actually, it wasn't. I read it. it. was somebody else's. Oh, they borrowed it? Yeah. Hey, brother, can I borrow your boat? <laughs> We're making a CG TV show. Can I borrow your boat? How long are you going to use it? At least one season. Yeah, one season, then I'm going back to wrestling, brother. 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 So, what you going to do when I borrow your boat without asking you? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Thunder in Paradise, <laughs> it spawned. Of course, Thunder in Paradise 1, the movie. Yeah. Then the TV series. Then another movie, straight to video, Thunder in Paradise 2, where Kelly is whisked off to Prince Amour's harem and given to his enemy as tribute in this romantic tale of capture and rescue. Hey, that sounds like a legit movie. Well, probably not. It stars many of the... uh, same folks that uh, that were in the TV show, with additions of Ed Leslie, Brutus Beefcake, and he was Brutus in this show. Yep. Uh, Jimmy Hart was in as well. Fred Ottman. We know who Fred Ottman is. Fred Ottman. Fred Ottman had three very famous wrestling characters. Tugboat. Oh yeah. Typhoon, as part of the natural disasters and the ill-fated shockmaster where his, in his debut he fell through the, he the fell wall. through the wall, fake wall he fell through a fake wall cuz he couldn't see what was he wearing on his head Do you storm remember stormtrooper helmet a, a storm glittery trooper? yes a shiny glittery silver glittery stormtrooper helmet yes i don't know who the fuck came up with this idea but i hope they were fired <laughs> He, he had, what was it? he had a, a furry vest on. Yep. And the helmet. And nothing went, it made absolutely no sense. And the, he blew a hole through the wall, was supposed to burst through the wall. The bottom half of the wall did not break. He burst through the wall. The top half of his body went through and he fell and his helmet fell off. Exposing the fact that he was not speaking. It was a voiceover. Yeah. Um, yeah. The shock, and you know what, though? Sid played that part very well. Sid did no, 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 Sid, Sid was at the stage, Sid was standing there. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Because they were all supposed to be scared, yeah. And so when he fell over, he got back up and put the helmet on so nobody could see. Who oh, and he was. Sid was like, What the fuck? he yeah. was like scared. Um, also, uh, the giant Gonzalez, Jorge Gonzalez, elegante, terrible wrestler. He was in this, uh, was this, he wearing his bodysuit? No, I doubt it. Well, he, so he was part of the oddities, but know? No, no, he was not. Uh, he was Giant Gonzalez. He wrestled the Undertaker in WrestleMania 9 and chloroformed him, earning a disqualification. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah, he was in that. He wore, I remember he wore the bodysuit that made him look like he had muscles and then he had fur. He had fur patches He, he, had, fur. A, he had a loincloth on like He-Man. Yes, <laughs> he did. <laughs> that was a. It was uh, so bad. He was a basketball star in Argentina. They brought him up to wrestle, and they realized he was uncoordinated <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he uh, he was in that. Well, then they went ahead and made um, Thunder in Paradise 3. Because the first, you know, the, the series, the first the first two were awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Thunder in Paradise 3, uh Kerry Tagawa was in this. We we know him. He's a very famous character actor. Been in a lot of stuff. Stuff. And uh, a gentleman named Terry Taylor was in this. You know who Terry Taylor is? Terry Taylor. Terry Taylor, he was Terry Taylor in WCW. But he was the Red Rooster. Oh, yeah. In WWF. They named him the Red Rooster. And the thing was... They wanted him to just be a cocky individual, and you know, like the cock of the walk. Yeah, he misunderstood what they so wanted, they came out of his and order. he acted like a chicken. So they made him spike his hair up and paint it like a red comb in his hair. And wasn't they offer him like something other other spot? Yes, was it Mister Perfect? Yes, yes, he was supposed to be Mister Perfect. I'm impressed said, that you know that. You are, dude. I listen. <laughs> I listen. Yes, he was. Um, The rumor is that he and uh, Kurt Hennig came to the WWF about the same time, and when they were giving gimmicks out, they thought that they might do Mr. Perfect for Terry Taylor, but then they said, "Eh, well, let's try this. Yeah. Can you imagine if Mr. Perfect would have been a rooster? (laughs) That would have been so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Well, you know, he would have probably understood. We want you to be cocky. Yeah. He would have probably come out and just, he would have been Mr. Perfect. He would have been Mr. Perfect. But when they realized that Kurt Hennig actually could do the things that they wanted him to yeah. do, you know, when he did all the little short videos of him hitting a bullseye on the dartboard and him, you know, running a pool table and him making, you know, the... Wait, that wasn't really him? The, no, that was... He really did all that shit. Oh, no shit. The hole-in-one on the guard, you know, the, the perfect putt, all the sports-related things that they had him do, he actually did all that shit. Really? They said we can do this with camera tricks. He said, "No, I'm going to do it." And he it might have taken him. So you tell me. You tell me when he threw the football, and then he ran after it and caught it himself. Caught it himself. That was him. Yes. All right. Yep. He he did all that shit. I believe it. Um, yes. He was perfect. He was he absolutely perfect. He was perfect. He, he was. He once took a shit under the ring too. That's perfect. That's awesome. (laughs) Which led to a discussion that I had. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to go, go in front of 20,000 people. No, under the ring. He was hiding under the ring. Still, you're still in front of 20,000 people. Right, but he was hiding under the ring and had to shit. We have seen how much room there is under a wrestling ring. There's not a lot of room. Okay, how would you go about shitting under a wrestling ring? Me personally? What would you How would you do it? You know, I'd find I would just crouch as low as I could and just squat. There's not a lot of room. I'd make my. I would. So I, I would. He's like six foot too. Yeah. So here's here's a couple of ideas that we had. I mean, it's like as high as this, our table here. Yeah. It's it's. There's not a lot of room. That's maybe a little higher. I'd say it's probably because this is this is about two and a half feet, three almost three feet. So the ring sits probably about four feet high. Right. But there's like there's like a, a floor joist under. Yeah. It. So it, there's like metal beams under it. So here's, I we me and someone that we know, we went to Kansas City Rock Fest one year and we had like all day because we were the only there to see two bands. Yeah. We were there to see Anthrax and we were there to see Rob Zombie. And there's like twenty bands on this bill, three stages, one of which we never found. How come I didn't go to this? I was probably broke. Uh, this was way back when. Oh okay. Uh, I mean we were hanging out, but I. Uh, it was when we were like around the time we were doing that film fest. Oh. And I went with one of the people we did the film fest with. Yeah. You, you know who it was. Um, so we got into a discussion and we discussed this for a long time, and the people around us thought we were A, hilarious, and B, disgusting for talking about it. I think it's great. We went into detail. My idea is that you would get yourself in kind of a crab walk position mm-hmm. and have something underneath you to shit upon a bucket. Awesome. So some, Bucket, a bucket of some sort. A bucket or a bag of some sort or what have you. A bucket would be a lot easier than a bag. A, well, it would. Or maybe even like a piece of cardboard that you could place into something. Like, okay. Well, his <laughs> his idea was perhaps you'd get in the fetal position and lift one cheek. Hold one cheek up and kind of get the fetal position and then kind of lean over while holding one cheek up. That would be messy. That's what I thought. I think the crab walk would be the cleanest. So I posed this question to Bruce Pritchard when he did a. Did he, he answer it? He jokingly answered it. He said, "I don't know of any instance where Mister Perfect shit under the ring." Well, it's because he did it when he's in WCW. Oh. But I wanted to know what would the technique be, and I explained the two. They thought it was funny, and they he said, "I think the only person that could effectively shit underneath the wrestling ring is Hornswoggle." Yeah. So, you have that there. That's the that's the answer he gave. It was a hard spot. Yeah, I mean, hard spot would fit. You know what? I would just hold on to one of the side beams best I could, place my feet where they weren't going to get messy, and push as hard as I could. Kind of a crap walk looking position. Yeah. That's the answer right there. That is the answer. So, anyhow, so that we went. Kind of a long. One. <laughs> the Red Rooster was in this show, yeah. <laughs> as well as Hulk Hogan. I forgot what we were talking about. And so did I. For man, like how the fuck did we get on this, and why were we talking about pooping in a wrestling? Ring? So, Thunder in Paradise, fun show. Yeah, the movies. I mean, they had to have been... I'd never watched them. I haven't seen i have seen the series. I, I would always watch it after wrestling. Yeah, we'd come on after wrestling, and, and I at this time, I was watching wrestling in a bar. Yeah. So, it would come on, and we'd just leave it on. You know, fuck it. Because we would have two TVs. We would have one on Raw and one on yep. Nitro, and we'd just be watching, watching, watching. We had, like, a little area in the back of the bar where... Well, you remember Picture in Picture? Oh, yeah. I would do that on my TV. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Well, we had two TVs, but we, we and they were in, like, a back area where there were some booths, but it was kind of off the side of the main bar. Yeah. Yeah, because there were some dartboards and then this little offshoot. Nobody ever really sat back there. But on Monday nights, me and two or three of the the guys back there, we would put a TV, you know, there's a TV in each corner. We'd put one on Raw, one on SmackDown, and we would mute. And then, so there's something going on here. We'd mute this one, and we'd watch this one. We'd flip back and forth. It was fun. That's what we should try to do on Mondays is... Find a bar that will watch wrestling. Oh, well, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. So, Thunder Paradise, fun show. It had the good fortune of being on right, right after one of the top wrestling shows ever. Kind of like Young Rock. Yes. So perfect. Perfect lead-in. Well, we talked about all that, so that we could. And we talked this. This whole fucking episode is about one movie. Yeah. We want to talk we'll about one movie. The one movie. Yeah. And. And and there is poop talk in this movie. There is poop talk in this movie. This movie came out in 1989. It is the first movie made by WW. It was WWF at the time, but by WWF Studios. Their foray into which they were called what Shane something Shane Distribution Company. Yep. I, it was released by New Line Cinema. June 2nd of 1989. Okay. Great so, summer movie. So 1989. See, I was born in 76. So 86, I would have been 10. 89, I would have been turned 13. On June 9th, I turned 13. Yeah. I went to this movie with a buddy of mine was and seven. my dad. So I was nine years old when this came out. You were nine. I went... You were, you're that much younger than me? I'm 42. I'm 45. So if I was 13, you were 10. In June of 89... Oh, you would have been... Yes. You you. June of 89, I was 9. You so were 9. Was, yes. No, wait. Yes. I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. Yeah. M- maybe. 9 or 10. I was 10. We suck... Why do we suck so bad at math on this <laughs> show? I don't know. <laughs> we it, 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 It's not math in general. It's trying to figure out that... That month gap, that few month gap, you would have been nine because you didn't turn ten until November. I was born in seventy-nine. So you would have turned ten November of eighty nine. Yeah, so I was nine. You were nine. Fuck! <laughs> so I this was I went to this show for my birthday with uh and I, I would have been in junior high. My buddy was like a junior in high school and we'd run around together. Yeah. And uh, his name's Kevin Evans. Really really, you know, cool guy. He had a drum set. He's obsessed with Kiss. Fuck. Gene Simmons break. Hi, I'm Gene Simmons. You are not. And there's Gene Simmons. Um, but he was obsessed with, with Kiss and I uh, So he yeah. talked. what? we did talk about Baywatch for a brief second. Yeah. We need a hassle off break. Oh, we need a hassle. Okay.
0: I taste shit. You do?
1: Stacy! did you put shit in my lunch? And there you go. Uh, but oh, I forgot that. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered. So uh, he, uh, he went with us, and I remember he gave me, for my birthday gift, he gave me a poster of Guns N' Roses, which was my favorite band at the time. And it wasn't a typical one that you saw where they were sitting in front of the Appetite for Destruction. Yeah. This one, it tur- was turned sideways, and it was like a profile shot of all the band members kind of standing there smoking cigarettes. I've seen that one. Yeah, I had that, and so I put that up on my wall. That's what he gave me for my birthday gift, and he went, me, him, and my dad went and saw No Holds Barred. Fucking loved it. hmm Oh, That's man. it's a great movie. It is. It's Hogan's <laughs> best movie he ever did. It is Hogan's best movie he's ever done. Because McMahon was behind it. Yes, and he was going to. This was before McMahon started making terrible decisions. Yeah, pretty much. This movie was released seven years after his appearance in Rocky Three, which that was his first starring role. This was his second starring role, or his. his, his this was his first major, you know, being yeah. the lead. Um. So. What, uh, what do you remember about the Bar? I remember that. I mean, he was his name was Rip. Rip Thomas, and he he didn't wear the red and yellow. He wore the he wore like blue and black. Blue it was blue and white. I believe it was a blue and white. Yeah, blue and white. Um, I remember Zeus mm-hmm. punching bricks. Yes, yes, as his his workout was punching yeah. bricks. So, and there was a criminal, some sort of criminal intent in the movie.
4: The, that's
1: part of the plot. The television network was the villain. Yes. Okay, and they were trying to get rid of Rip. Yeah, yes. Uh, well, they were trying to get Rip to sell out, basically. Yeah, and he wouldn't do it because he was a hero to children. And how far did that get him? Yeah, well, pretty fucking far, actually. actually yeah. <laughs> so, the thing is, this movie, and he had he had the cool instead of you know when he, instead of doing the Hulkamania stuff, he had to rip him. And he'd be like, wow. Yeah, rip him, and he would have a little hand gesture, a yeah. little hand hand gesture. Now, this movie was kind of a. Uh, it was kind of a three part. There was like three stories going on at the same time. So there was like the the good versus evil of uh, the network against Rip. There was the kidnapping of Rip's brother. Yeah, as a vehicle for uh rip to to succumb to their ways. Yep. So that was all kind of one story. Who played his brother? Randy Thomas, Rip Thomas, or Mark Pellet Gringo? Yeah. I don't know who the hell that is. Gringo? I don't either. Um he was Lucifer in Supernatural. Uh yep, still don't know. Um, <laughs> never watched that show. He was in Dexter. He was in Lost Give me a show I've watched. Um. <laughs> he wasn't in anything like that. Let's see here. Apparently he was in successful shows. <laughs> he was in Doogie Hauser. Okay. He was in Tales from the Crypt. He played a punk. Okay, yeah, we've we've seen him. <laughs> so <laughs> Lethal Weapon 3. So there there was that aspect. He was in the movie Viper, the TV show Viper. I didn't. I've never even heard of that. It, it, it was basically just a 30-minute commercial for Dodge. Oh. So. There was that aspect. The good versus evil. The, the network versus Rip. Then there was kind of a side thing because uh, uh, Joan Severance was brought in as like a... a uh, was she a lawyer or an agent or something? Um, We're just going to say love interest. Well, she was a corporate spy and they sent her in to seduce Rip. But... Rip won her over, so she confessed to him and turned to his side. So there was a side story of this love interest, this this sexual tension between the two. Dude, the plot just sounds terrible. And then... I there's have to confess to you, Rip. Yes, I, I'm i a secret agent. I'm a secret agent, and I've been working for the television studios. But I love you. And your 10-inch manhood. Well... Because Hulk Hogan... Well, I don't know what... I don't know what Rip's remember how long his is but Hulk Hogan's is 10 inches but I can tell you Terry Balea does not have a 10 inch penis no he does not Hulk Hogan does okay well <laughs> let's just talk about what the fuck we're talking about here we're gonna take a break we're gonna pick a pause from No Holds Barred and we're gonna talk about the Hulk Hogan sex tape here for a moment have you ever seen the Hulk Hogan sex tape no I refuse to watch it about the fourth time that I watched it. <laughs> no, I've seen it. I watched it. That's not 10 inches. Well, what what happened is Hogan sued over it. And they said, how can you sue over it when you were a willing participant? And you actually talked about it on yeah. the Bubba the Love Sponge show. And he said, no, no, no. I was playing a character. I don't remember... Was Bubba the Love Sponge? Was that one of the characters from SpongeBob? No, hell no. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge is like a shock jock. Okay, um, and and buddies with Hulk Hogan. Uh, actually, I think the the sex tape featured Bubba the Love Sponge's wife at the time. Oh, that's I, right. Yes, I thought it was another wrestler's it, wife. No, it was Bubba's wife, I believe, and it was filmed against Hogan's knowledge. So, because it was in a closet. But they yeah, but they said you talked about your penis on his show. And he said, no, no, no. I talk about Hulk Hogan's penis. And they said, what? He goes, Hulk Hogan has a tan inch penis. Terry Boley, I can assure you, does not have a tan inch penis. Saying that he was speaking as the character of Hulk Hogan. Separating the two and saying, I was very forward with Hulk Hogan's member. He broke kayfabe. Yeah. to, To win a lawsuit. Yeah. And he won the lawsuit. He did. But... He broke kayfabe and said, I was talking about a character. Hulk Hogan is larger than life in all aspects, and he has a 10-inch penis. Terry Bollea does not. So there's a differentiation. They broke Terry Bollea's privacy mm-hmm. by filming this. He wasn't talking about his personal shit. He was talking about Hulk Hogan shit. So that's where we get this, Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch penis, now Terry Bollea does not. We don't know about Rip. We don't know about Rip. so It's probably up there. The Hulk Hogan sex tape, probably not worth a watch. Not his best work. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> you never know. It's right behind No Holds Barred. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we've, so, se- we've seen some of his other movies. It's somewhere between No Holds Barred and Mr. Nanny. <laughs> 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 so, uh, So there's that love interest. Between Joan Severance and, and Hulk Hogan. So that's, that's plot number two. That's subplot number two. Now subplot number three is the introduction of Zeus and a straight out action movie where there's a fight. Yeah. Because he's not just fighting the evil television studio. Now he's fighting this monster. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a, it was almost like a cyborg. Yeah. He was just like this monster that they bring in. And so... He was working for the network, but it's a completely dip because now Zeus wants to kill him. Yeah. He doesn't want to wrestle him. He wants him to die. Yeah. So there's three stories that kind of intertwine, but there's three stories going on in this fucking movie. Trying to rescue his brother from the evil network, trying to bang this chick that comes in to spy on him, and trying to stay alive after this monster's trying to kill him. With the Second greatest set of shoulder pads. Oh, That yeah. somebody could wear in a ring. Yes. And I say second. Because Road Warriors. Road Warriors had the best shoulder pads. And ever. you've worn those. I have. Yes. I have as well. Yes. Um, that was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. I miss Animal. Yeah. Shout out to Animal. Animal. Road Warriors break. Road Warriors break. Let's just say we're just going to have a little Road Warriors break. I was going to say that. Yeah. So we're going to take a little Road Warriors break right here. Thank you, Hawk and Animal. You guys fucking (laughs) rock. One of my favorite tag teams. Yeah. Still, just meeting him, dude, he still larger in life. Oh, yeah, he was awesome, and he talked to us for like an hour. We talked about weightlifting and powerlifting. And Aikido, and, yeah. and we drew a crowd. And a little bit of wrestling. Yeah, some wrestling. <laughs> but we drew a crowd at a convention, just the two of us and Animal Talking. Yeah. Because he was like, you guys want to buy some autographs? like, no, we want to listen to you guys talk. And we're like, okay. Yeah. And he actually put us over. He was like, okay, here's the deal. This guy's a powerlifter. He knows what it takes to lift somebody up and throw them, he knows what it takes in the gym. This guy's a martial artist; he knows how it works, like the physics behind it work. You got to put those two together, and then and you get the You get a little cooperation. But do you remember he said, "Well, here comes two guys I wouldn't want to run into in a dark alley," and we're like, "Dude, you're a fucking animal. Yeah. <laughs> you would kill us." But he kind of put us over. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude, we're getting beat up by animal. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'd just we'd be like laying in <laughs> intensive care like fu- fucking drinking hamburgers through straws going you'd have you'd have like pureed pizza rolls and <laughs> we'd be like he got her ass kicked by animal hey dude he's got her ass kicked by animal that was awesome he signed my cast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was that was that was an amazing experience you guys want to press charges fuck no that was the greatest moment of my life <laughs> hell no I hope this bruise is permanent <laughs> Don't set my arm. You <laughs> got a limp. Fine. But I'll, take, I'll yeah, deal with it. I'm going to tell a good story. <laughs> so anyways. Uh, so there's those three kind of subplots going on. Uh, and then there's like all this comedy shit going on too. It's a funny ass movie. Well, he fucking takes the limo driver. Doesn't the limo driver wreck his car? The limo driver tries to run him over on his motorcycle was it that or he was was he in the car? Oh no, no yeah, he, they they locked him in the limo. Yeah, and he kicks the and door And kicks open. the the door or kicks the window out. Yeah. And grabs a limo driver. And the limo driver shits his pants. Yep. And he's like, "What's that smell?" And he says, "Dookie." <laughs> and Hogan, "Dookie. Dookie." And then uh, he picks the one guy up and shoves him in the sunroof of the limo. Yep. And then the other guy is running away from him and he jumps on his motorcycle and runs the front wheel between his legs and he's driving and he goes, It's you and me and the bike and the tree. And he's like, What? And he hits the brakes and the guy goes flying into a tree. How many people did he kill in this movie? I don't think he killed anybody except for Zeus. Yeah, that's true. Well, the guy that hit the tree depends on how fast they were going. Nah, I don't think they're going fast enough killing. Oh. But um So sure there was lawsuits in this. So this this movie I mean, kind of marketed to kids, but there's a lot of shit in it that kids probably shouldn't have been watching. Like. The guy shitting his pants. The guy, well, the guy shitting his pants was funny. Um, a lot I remember of them were dying when I heard that in the theater, dude. Oh, yeah. It, it was funnier than hell. Uh, and then there was a lot of violence in this movie. Ton of violence, uh, especially with, with Zeus. Zeus was fucking terrifying. Oh, yeah. Even as, like, being 13 when he when he was doing some of his stuff it was like oh my god this he guy's said scary and he fucking it hitting his chest yeah he beat on his chest he he didn't really talk he kind of grumbled words mm-hmm. um he had that that lazy eye you know always like rip yeah rip
2: i'm coming for you
1: yeah ah! and yeah he would, like hit himself he had those metal gauntlet things yeah. on his arms um he he was fucking terrifying but then there was a lot of sexual talk in it. Um, there was an, a moment where they alluded to the fact that a great wrestler, actually one of, one of my favorite underrated wrestlers, Stan Hansen. Yeah. He was in this movie. Stan Hansen didn't even fucking work for Vince McMahon. He was just there in the area and they said, let's bring in. Let's do something with him. He's you. a Neanderthal. You've got a great look. He goes in to the bathroom while two of the network guys are peeing and walks in between them and goes, well, 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 what do we have here? Looks like two teeny weenies. (laughs) And they're like, "Mm mm-hmm. And he looks, he looks, and then he says, meh, not even worth it. They allude to the fact that that these two guys are going to be sexually assaulted (laughs) in the bathroom by Stan Hansen, but they're Members were too small, and it would not be worth it to him. That's what they alluded to. You know who was in this movie? Uh, the Fink, Howard Finkel was yeah. in this movie. Also, um, Mean Gene. Mean Gene was in this. Jesse Ventura. Yes, and, and Joey Morello. Joey Morella, the yep. the uh, referee, uh, son of Gorilla Monsoon.
4: Yep.
1: Um. Also, uh, Bill Eadie was in this movie, and Rick Allen, the un- as an unnamed wrestler. Yeah, well, Bill Eadie was yeah. uh Bill E. is also known as the mass superstar and uh, axe from yeah. Demolition. Um he, he was Hogan's opponent in the opening scenes. Uh and Bill E D another great great wrestler and, and kind of underrated. He the guy was good. Yeah. Uh but so no holds barred, they set up this the, you know like this tough man competition and Zeus comes in and just wrecks it. He just he kicks the shit out of everybody in this bar, and then says he wants rip, mm-hmm. which sets up a big fight
4: towards that, the end. Yeah,
1: and it turns out that it's not going to be a fight; it's going to be a literal death match. No holds barred. No holds barred. And I, uh, I remember one of the one of the iconic scenes is when Hogan is going to find his brother, and he goes into the training facility that they made for Zeus and he's pissed he starts breaking the mirrors out and throwing dumbbells and he throws this dumbbell through a giant neon Z oh yeah and it sparks everywhere it's like ah oh, that was awesome you know what I like at the end of this is when Rip knocked him out and he got his gold chain back yes he said my grandmama gave me that chain yes that was not this movie oh that was Friday yeah that was Friday What oh. gold chain <laughs> Give back my gold chain back. What gold chain? Your bike is mine. <laughs> my bike now. So, um... <laughs> Zeus! Zeus, you got knocked the fuck out, man! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, as, as this all progresses, you know, they, they beat up uh, Rip's brother and... they put him in the hospital. Put him in the hospital. Um, they kidnapped the girl and Rip goes and saves her and kills Zeus. <laughs> yeah, he throws him off the fucking catwalk. Throws him off the catwalk into the wrestling ring. Yeah. There's like this big wrestling ring and he throws him through the wrestling ring. Well, he said he died. He fell onto. to... Actually, he comes in contact with live wires. That's right. That is right. Throws him off the catwalk. Let me see. Where would it go? Um, angrily goes after Bell instead of to repay him for his misdeeds. Bell... Brell retreats but accidentally comes in contact with live wires and expo... Wait a second, hold on a second, Maybe I fucked that up. Brill is... Okay, here it is. Rip finally puts an end to the match by knocking Zeus off the catwalk through the ring far below. And through the ring far below. Frustrated, Brell begins destroying electrical equipment and rages over Zeus's loss. Rip angrily goes after Brell, intending to repay him for his misdeeds. Brell retreats but accidentally comes in contact with live wires and expo... And is exposed in a triad and is electrocuted and is electrocuted with their enemies vanquished. Rip and Randy celebrate their victory with their friends. Well, and, and Brill was played by Kurt Fuller. I. Uh, Kurt Fuller He's a great asshole. Is, is, he is a great asshole. He was in Wayne's World. Uh, he was in Ghostbusters 2. Uh Elvira Mistress of the Dark Red Heat. Uh, this I mean this guy has a just a list. He was a scary movie, the new guy, uh Anger Management. He plays a prick. Yeah. And he's good at and it. And he's very, very good at it. Um so yeah, he's uh that, he was in, he was in a tick. Yeah, that that's who our, our villain is here, who gets electrocuted in the end. Um, you know This movie I mean it's set about where Vince McMahon wanted to start making movies, he made this. Yeah. And... Because Hogan at the time was the, the fucking golden boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was... He, the, he was I mean, the face of WWE. He, he was the face of wrestling. He was the number one wrestler in the world at this point. And... What this... So, the, the movie... Let's, we'll, we'll talk about what the movie did, the reception. And, of course, this, this thing's been released on, on everything... I think every kid wrestled after they'd seen this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were, you, you, like, were wrestling your cousins, your brothers, mm-hmm. your, your friends, whatever. Um, this film was released on VHS, Betamax, and Laserdisc in 89. It was uh, released on DVD under the WWE Home Video, WWE Studios banner in 2012 and Blu-ray in 2014. So it's out on everything. Mm-hmm. We couldn't find it streaming. I know I've watched it on something. So I, th- I think it's on Amazon Prime or something. I've watched I it somewhere. I would have pulled up on here, but let me look. Yeah, I've watched it somewhere. It debuted at number two. Oh, wow. Behind Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Its debut weekend, it drew $4,957,052 in ticket sales. Now, Hulk Hogan claims, in his autobiography that the budget was $8 million on this film. And that Vince McMahon financed it himself. With the distribution fees, McMahon broke even on this film. Uh, They say that the final tally of ticket sales, though, was $16,093,651. So... Vince jokingly has been quoted as saying that Hogan promised if the movie lost money it's on YouTube he was going to return his salary and Vince claims that it lost money and he said I guess the checks in the mail it lost that movie didn't lose money this movie made money didn't it no, they said it broke he broke even they said he broke even well, The claim is that he broke even. McMahon says he lost money on it. Uh, The critical response... 10% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty bad. Uh, Critics have said that it was tremendously crude, unapologetically unapologetically manipulative, and directly aimed at easily entertained 13-year-old boys. Well, yeah. That's where I was. The LA Times review gave it a more positive review. They said this movie never takes itself seriously. And the director has fun with the wrestling montages. And Hulk Hogan has an appealing screen presence. Like a a gallant teddy bear who goes berserk every ten minutes or so. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, they're saying that there's no limit to what Hulk Hogan can do on the stage and screen. Uh, They really appreciated what he did. They said that... uh, he could he could do a love scene, he could do an emotional breakdown at the hospital bed of his crippled brother 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 and Brother Brother brother, brother They brother. went on to say that he may one day do Hamlet. <laughs> Seriously. Oh uh, Did Hogan pay these guys to write this? Here's what Gene Siskel had to say. (coughs) Hamlet. Gene Siskel says that No Holds Barred is utterly lacking in the campy quality of the World Wrestling Federation telecasts. Now, in the 1991 review of Suburban Commando, our buddy Roger Ebert said that despite the fact that Hulk Hogan's public image is often aimed at children his first film no holds barred was surprisingly violent sexist and blood soaked the washington post said hogan's performance is as dreadful as one might expect from a man with such limited skills outside the ring made worse by a story that is once more obvious and less inspired than your average wrestlemania script no holds barred makes rocky look like citizen which. I wanted to say Citizen King. Yeah. yeah. I can't find it anywhere. It might be on uh, Tubi. I, it's been a while since I've watched this. So they may have taken it off of whatever it was on. I'm surprised it's not on the uh, Peacock Network. Yeah. Um, New York Times says In No Holds Barred, Hulk Hogan's first feature film, The Blonde, Mustachioed Wrestling Idol. Mustachioed. He had long golden locks and he a did. soft mustache. A mustache. The blonde mustachioed wrestling idol plays a professional gladiator who is so ferocious he can reduce a gymnasium to rubble in five minutes flat and so sensitive that he spontaneously bursts into tears after his little brother is beaten up. Um, it's, on, it's on movie phone. Okay. I think. Yeah. Wait, you can watch it on Apple TV, maybe. I'm going to look, because I have Apple TV. They said that that Hulk Hogan behaves like a self-invented comic book character sprung to life. They have Suburban Commando. Oh, that's great. So, uh, oh, they have Lionheart. Sweet. When oh, I'm watching later, when when Cinema Crazed reviewed the Blu-ray in two thousand and fourteen, they wrote that Hogan as the Ripper is a force of nature here, and he makes No Holds Barred into a fun action cartoon. So, what this, what what what, would you say about the movie? We'll talk about some other stuff here. I love the movie. It was like watching Hulk Hogan. That's all it was when you are nine years old yeah. and you were watching Hulk Hogan f- defeat the bad guy. And basically what it was, they took a storyline that back in those days they would have taken six months to develop. Yeah, they did it in two hours. They did it in two hours. It was a, a wrestling storyline in movie form. I think that they've done... Similar items recently, especially during the pandemic, with like the Undertaker's Boneyard match, yeah, the Bray Wyatt Swamp match, the Bray Wyatt uh, John Cena Firefly Funhouse match. That was a good one. I did. Uh, like I that love. One. Yeah, I love those cinematic matches for what they were. They were short movies mm-hmm. starring wrestlers. By the way, I was just told this by my friend. Uh, Escape the Undertaker just came out on Netflix. Really. It is a horror movie. I believe it's a choose-your-own-adventure horror movie. I've never watched any of those. Starring The New Day and The Undertaker. Shut up. Yes. Nice. It just came out. I'll, I'll have to watch so that. So we'll have to be watching that. I want to see Bray Wyatt's movie. So do I. Whenever it gets released. Yeah, I, he's, he's been working on it. I heard he's coming back to wrestling, too. I don't know. That's what uh, the rumor has it. Well, speaking of wrestling... Let's talk about what this spawned. For uh well, first, I think we 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 lost Tiny Lister. Yeah. A couple years ago. A couple years ago. To COVID. Let's take a Tiny Lister Debo break. Debo break. Yeah, that's great. This is a Debo break.
3: Oh shit.
2: Me to ask for my bike back. You know I wouldn't trip. What bike? The beach cruiser. The one I let you use a couple of weeks ago. The one I've been asking you about. Oh, that bike. Ain't no you wanted it back, homie. It's right here. Follow me, homie.
0: Yeah, yeah it's just like it's both ours. We just keep it down in my house. Cool.
2: Oh, shit! Yeah. You got knocked the fuck out! Oh, you want something too,
1: old man? Huh? No. Get off your ass and get in this car. Boy, I don't know why you come down here messing with these people. And there you go. So, Tiny Lister, he... This was the kind of the first that I remember seeing. Him. Yeah, this was like his first big role. Yeah, this is this is really the first I remember. He seeing... was super young when he did this. Yeah, um, but he went on to, uh, he went on to do all kinds of other movies, right? Yeah, I uh, Let me. Give... He was the president of Earth in Fifth Element. <laughs> the president of Earth. Let's just let's just jump on uh, Mister Lister's IMDb here. And we'll see what he's done, Mrs. Dallas. <laughs> by the hat, by the, by the Federation. I wanted to say thank you. Who is this? You don't even sound like the president. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's get Tom Tiny Lister Jr. And I want to see what his first movie role was. First movie role was Runaway Train. Great movie. I don't think I I didn't know that was a movie dude. I just thought it was a song by Kid Joe or Soul Asylum. Nope, it was a movie first. Oh wow. Yeah, back in 86. was about the same thing. Um, he was in Beverly Hills Cop 2? No shit. He was in a movie called Prison which I have seen and I've been to I've the location. Seen, I've seen Prison. Prison? Prison. Prison. Okay. Yeah. It's a it, it's a it's a movie about um prison. A haunted prison. Mm-hmm. I've been to the haunted prison it was filmed in in Rollins, Wyoming. Oh no shit. Yes. Uh, Kane so, Hodder also in that movie. Nice. Um, And then, uh, you know, he did did a few TV things, did a few little bit parts. Noel's Bard is, like, I think one of his big, his first big roles. What this spawned for him was a wrestling career. Because... Very short wrestling career. uh, Fairly short, but pretty memorable. Um, They, to promote the movie, they turned it into a wrestling storyline because... He was matched up with he was matched up with um, Randy Savage, Macho King. Yeah. Yes. What they did is, they said that Zeus was real, mm-hmm. and Zeus was now pissed that he got beat in a movie by Hulk Hogan, and wanted to defeat Hulk Hogan for real. Yeah. So they made a series of matches. Uh, The first one was No Holds Barred, The Match, The Movie. And they showed the movie on pay-per-view, followed by the match. And what the match was, was Hulk Hogan and Bruce Beefcake against Randy Savage and Zeus in a steel cage. But Zeus had appeared on other wrestling programs before this to hype the movie. Oh no shit. He beat the shit out of Hogan on Saturday Night's Main Event. That's right. I believe before a cage match with the Big Boss Man or something. He had a, Hogan had a big match. I thought it was in an interview he came out and he beat the shit out he of He did that too. Yeah, he, he he would to build up to all this. He uh he like to start beating the shit out of Hogan and Beefcake. Mm-hmm. And uh, they uh he also he also wrestled Well, you know, more, but... Remember when he kicked him and threw him through the glass in the barbershop? That was Shawn Michaels. I know. And Marty Gennetti. (laughs) And to set the record straight, Marty Gennetti was trying to escape, and he dove through that window because he was a coward. Thank you, Bobby Eden. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Marty Gennetti's. Yeah. So, they, uh... (laughs) He... Tiny Lister was six foot five and well over three hundred pounds, and he was just full of muscle. Oh yeah, he's a big dude, and, uh, he was a national track and field star back in the day. Oh no shit. His personal best shot put throw, uh, was sixty four feet. Wow. To throw shot put, um, he, uh, he, uh was, you know, weightlifter all that. They recruited him to be in this movie. And he uh, was quoted as saying that Hogan actually punched him. His his gimmick was in the movie and in wrestling that he nothing affected him. Yeah. He no-sold everything. Hogan actually broke his nose in the in the film. Oh shit. And you can see it because he, he hits him and there's a point where he, his head turns, he comes back and you just see a faint trickle of blood and then they're off of that scene. So it's like a blooper that's in the movie still. Oh, wow. Because I remember he'd get hit and he'd just be like, ah ugh. Uh. Yeah, he would just like like Zeus up. Yeah. Um, kind of like Hulk up but with lightning. Now, Hogan's autobiography, he claims that he and Vince McMahon got the script for No Holds Barred. And it was horrible. So he and Vince McMahon took it and spent three days together in a hotel room rewriting it. They thought this was horrible? The, the one before was horrible, so they rewrote it. Oh, okay. And I... So then um, Hogan came out and he was like, I got this idea. He was in the bathroom and he came running out and he goes, I got this idea. Zeus is going to come into the ring and rip the ring post off and try to use it like a sword. And so they just kept building off of this. Actually, it did happen in the movie, didn't it? It did, yes. Um, so then that's where they say that it's like three separate movies put together to one. Yeah. Uh, there were a lot of references where Kurt Fuller would call uh, Rip a jockass. And they said that he calls him jockass throughout this whole thing. And that was kind of uncomfortable for some people. Yeah. But. Um, It basically, like I said, it was a wrestling angle, then they made it into a wrestling angle for the movie. And they had a match at SummerSlam where Hogan and Beefcake teamed up to battle Zeus and Randy Savage in just a tag team match. The Macho King. And then they uh, they, they won that match. Hogan and Beefcake won because they tried to hit Beefcake with a loaded purse from Sensational Sherry and Miss Elizabeth intercepted the purse the purse, and gave it to Hulk Hogan, who used it on Zeus, leg dropped him, and beat him. How much do you think that uh, Tiny Lister made for that match? Oh, uh, probably $100,000. Not quite. $80. 15 minutes of work. Fifty six thousand dollars. Wow, was way off. Still, fifty six thousand for one one match, fifteen minutes for fifteen minutes. Jesus Christ! So they also they spun this into a match at Survivor Series, where Zeus would team with the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, and the Powers of Pain, against Hogan's team of Jake the Snake Roberts and Demolition. Now, I like the Powers of Pain. In this one, Hogan did not get to beat Zeus because Zeus got disqualified for choking Hogan and not breaking. Oh yeah. So he disqualified him. How much think he made for that? 75,000. $40,000. I'm way off, man. And he didn't have to do shit. He had to choke Hulk Hogan and get disqualified. disqualified. How much do you think Hulk Hogan made? Oh fuck. Quarter of a million. Yeah, probably. So I uh, This went on where they would have matches and then they would use Zeus in different aspects, they put him with different people. And then they he just kind of went away. You know, he went and did some other stuff. Then he came back in WCW. Yeah. When Kevin Sullivan was Trying to end Hulkamania, he had the uh, he had the coalition to end Hulkamania, and they brought him back as Z King Z Gangsta because they did not want McMahon McMahon to they didn't want to use Zeus, but they played off the Z that he had shaved in. He just had a Z in hair yeah. on his bald head. They played into that he was Z Gangsta. And he was in a match there, the Doomsday Cage match, which they said that it was, and I've seen, I've watched the match. It's a shit, complete shit show. They didn't really put him in. What year at, was this, 95? Uh, I think so. That's, well, that was the whole year of... 96. 96. 96. That was the tail end of the 95 shit. Yeah. Um, so that's where they kind of... Scooted him out of wrestling. He still did appearances, and he still did wrestle, but he went on to be a great character actor. Oh, yeah. He was in just some amazing movies. Uh, And he basically, No Holds Barred kind of paved that way for him. Mm -hmm. It showed that he could could act. He went into the wrestling. It showed he was a tough guy, and he played a tough guy in just about everything Everything he was in. So. That's you know, and then and then yeah, like like I said, just a couple of years ago here we uh, we lost him to uh, to COVID, and uh, you know that it was, it was kind of a sad day because he was a great villain. Yeah. In you know in our life, so another one of those guys was just super nice. He was like a giant teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. All accounts that I've ever heard, he was an amazingly nice guy. But yeah, so they uh, that was it. uncensored. Ninety-six was when uh, Randy Savage and Hogan were in a two versus eight Doomsday Cage match. So, that was right before, right before uh, NWO. NWO, like yes, right, right before he went heel. Yep. So, No Holds Barred. What, what do you? What, what's kind of your your takeaway from No Holds Barred? I think it's still a classic. Yeah. I think it holds up. Yeah. You got to take into consideration when it was made. Some of the jokes may not be, or you know, some of the topics may not be proper. But this is this was Hogan when he was king of the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. every kid loved Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. Doesn't matter how if you were. I mean, even adults loved Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. Because I mean, he was he was. This was Hulkamania in its prime. Yep. Late ninety or late eighties, early nineties. Yep. And then you know. Shortly after, you know, he... 94, he went to WCW and you know, made a bunch of shitty movies. And a bunch of extra money. Yeah. So, I can't believe they rewrote the script for this, but they didn't rewrite the script for any of his other ones. Well, they weren't WWF Productions. Yeah, that's true. Vince McMahon's going to put on a good product. And I think he did. I, th- I still love this movie just because of the memories it brings oh, back. Yeah. It was my birthday movie for my 13th birthday. You know, going and seeing it in the theater with my best bud at the time and my dad. I mean, we fucked up. It was was amazing, you know. And I got to see it shortly after it opened. Yeah, so did I. You know, so where maybe other 13-year-old kids that I grew up with weren't really keen on wrestling... I got to see it, and then they kind of picked up on it, and they went and saw it. Mm-hmm. I got to see it right in the first week, and for my birthday. Yeah, and it was fucking awesome. So it's it's one of those movies. That I if it was if I could find it, I would watch it. Yeah, oh, yeah. If I, it was on, I I think when it was on TV, I would turn it on. Yeah, even today. Well, and I, I sought it out and, and wanted to rewatch it a while back, like a year or so ago, or a couple years ago. Um, like I said, if you take it for when it was made. It still holds up. Yeah, you know the the it's still a quality movie, and it still has it still holds your attention. Oh yeah. So, any final thoughts on the acting career of one Hulk Hogan? He had one good movie, pretty much, and he was playing himself. Pretty much. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Hulk Hogan, you got to admire for what he's done. Maybe not so much as a person, but for what he's done, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Even his private movies are okay. Wow, well, I'm just kidding. I've never seen. Not it. really. I, yeah. <laughs> like I said, after after about number time number six watching it, it just did. that number keeps going up. It does. Yeah, just it, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It was you were, originally. It was number four. Yeah. How many times have you watched this thing? Today. <laughs> today. How many times <laughs> you watch it today? I haven't watched it yet today. <laughs> yet, that's the key <laughs> word. Yet. So, basically, yeah, we can sum up his acting career in: that's Hulk Hogan. He made one good movie. He made one good movie in the last forty years. Oh you no, know what? Two, Rocky Three. Right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah, Rocky Three was a good movie. He didn't star in that one. No, but that was a good. It was the launch to his magnificent. One movie run. One movie run. <laughs> the first two movies he made, fucking great. The rest I of them, them, complete oh, shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that his movies would be entertaining to watch. If you go in watching it, knowing you're not going to see a fucking blockbuster. Yeah. You're going to go in and you're, you're going to shit on the movie. You're going to laugh about it. Oh, God, yes. So, in one word, we will sum up the... Acting career of Hulk Hogan. Dookie. And there you have it. it. was Dookie. Dookie. <laughs> there you amazing. have it. So, anything else you want to talk about? No. I think we've covered every shitty movie that Hulk Hogan's ever done. And we've taken a long time to do it. Yes, we did. We went the long, the roundabout way to talk about it. We those. did, but we got some good stories. We, we did. We got some honey money. We got a couple Gene Simmons breaks couple other celebrity appearances. Hey, what can you say? You know what? We need to have one Randy Savage break. We always need a Randy Savage break. So here's a Randy Savage break. (laughs) Step into a slip jam. And there it was. I love Randy Savage. Randy Savage is my favorite favorite fucking wrestler. I would say let's do an Ultimate Warrior break, but we don't have enough time for all that. Uh, I could go on for hours. Yeah, it could. So let's just... uh, Wrap it up here, and we'll give you some magnificent music. We'll give you some information here, and then some great music. So, first off, Electronic Media Collective. Check them out, electronicmediacollective.com. Lots of great shows there. Uh, make sure you're checking out what our brothers over at the Russian Leg Sweep are doing, uh, because they, they're doing some really cool stuff. They got a lot of good shit going on. They do, and, and new stuff. I mean, it's it's really fun i stuff we can't afford to do so you get this right i uh, don't forget about grand con coming up yeah that's, that's a, just in a couple weeks here yeah, i'd say like three four weeks well, three weeks three weeks from yeah yeah i think like two, two or three weeks from the, the when this will be out whatever day that's on that's um 23rd 24th yeah 25th through the 27th i believe uh of, of march here that's this month of we and uh, it's grand island nebraska gonna have some great guests out there uh, gonna have us doing some great things. We're the, and, we're the great guests. And the Nebraska Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame is yes. going to have their exhibit there. Just uh, just recently uh, learned of that, so that, that should be a lot of fun. Um, if you want to get a hold of us... Yeah, 20, t- Grand Con is 26th and the 27th. Okay. And they are having a, a, an event for attendees on the 25th. They're showing the never-ending story. Oh, sweet. So um, if you want to get a hold of us and leave us a voicemail, like our great Only Fan. Mike, motherfucking fantastic. Our only fan. He's our only fan. I'm gonna uh, work on that video for him too. Yeah, we need to get, get that going. I need to get my elf costume out. Yes. Uh you can leave it on the anchor app if you listen to us via anchor. Or you can call the uh the power hour retro power hour hotline, which is six six nine two three seven three six three eight seven six. Let's do that again. Six six nine. 237-3876, that is 669-B-Retro, B-E-R-E-T-R-O, or you can email us at RetroPowerHour at gmail.com. Did I get it all? I think so. At least you got the name right. I got the name right. I got phone number right. Second time. Second time around. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we would mm. love to hear from you. We'll play it on the show. We'll talk about it on the show. We know you're listening. We can see it. We can see our stats. We know yeah. you're out there. And we appreciate you all. We do. We love you guys. So for the retro, Renegades, Pop Culture Power Hour, I'm Mikey. I'm Corey. We'll see you next time. Here's some shitty music. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. That's some shitty music. (laughs) That was a shitty goodbye. Say it with passion. Say it with meaning. Goodbye, Goodbye. Corey. It's more like it. You lonesome polecat, is that what I called you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Lonesome polecats. You lonesome (laughs) polecat. I don't even know what a polecat is. You and your lonesome. Oh, fuck.
2: I want to hear
3: Just let's see if we can simplify this. Do you have any doubt as you sit in that witness stand today that you were discussing the length of your penis on Bubba's radio program? Any doubt?
0: Well, it's not mine because mine isn't that size, but we were discussing the length of Hulk Hogan's.
1: Seriously? So, you. you no, seriously, discussing I, do, it. I do not have
0: a 10 inch penis. No, I do not. Okay, seriously.
1: Fair enough. So, what you're telling us is you were discussing Believe that. Hulk Hogan's Seriously. penis, right? Excuse me? You were discussing Hulk Hogan's penis.
0: Yeah, because Terry DeLay's penis is not 10 inches like you're trying to say.